everybody to the Saints Set Cosmocast. I'm your host, Ramses. And for usual, I have here Yaki. Hello, hello, hello. And returning back from re- returning back to the motherland is the our walking encyclopedia of Saints Set Knowledge himself, Bekas. Greetings and salutations, everybody. <laughs> so, as you may have as you may have already figured out by now, the episode we recorded last time was recorded much earlier than anticipated because, well, um, Bekas had to leave had to leave. Had to, had to had to had to leave somewhere for a couple for a couple of weeks, and but you know if, um but you know hey it was good to, you know it was good that, that it was good that we recorded that episode uh, we got that episode out you know and it's good that you guys are back you, like we're just like if you listen to our little preamble before the show we're just like there's so many cool things that you, know, you did but like tell like if you want to share with us anything that that you did Saint Seiya related in your vacation you know now would be a good time to share. Oh boy, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, well, I ha- I had a blast, first of everything. Uh, specifically, to talk about uh, St. Seer-related stuff, I had a couple of missions going there, because I did go to Akihabara, where is where I primarily found, you know, St. Seer-related stuff. Since it's an older series, like, if going somewhere that's not specialized in anime goods or anime merchandise, it's a bit trickier. But I was able to actually see very cool and very interesting St. related both merchandise as well as something which I consider to be extremely important when it comes to, you know, once and for all defining the importance that St. has in the history of anime and manga. But I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, first of all, I, I was uh, traveling through Akihabara and I was able to luckily find in Amiami as well as some of the stores. I, I think it's called Trade. Where, where uh, it's a store called Trade where that has like different floors, and I was able to find like several different uh, Saint Seiya figures like here and there, like some of the older myth cloths, some of the more newer ones. I found the Shaka revival figure, a couple of them for going go for eighty thousand yen and ninety thousand yen respectively. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, it's it's BS. Yes, because I was actually able to find the original non-revival version for just thirty-three thousand yen. Yeah, inflation, guys. You, you know, those, those beats are quite expensive. Hey, whatever you can save on the shipping, too. Yeah. Uh, well, and obviously, I was going through the stores there, and I, and I did see the merchandise. Also, I was able to find the original manga as well, several other of uh, Kurumada Sensei's works in the Mandarake section of, uh, of manga. And I got myself... Oh, 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 okay. There I got myself uh, the two volumes of Sukebanarashi. Mm-hmm. As well as the, the the volume for Indigo Period, the manga that is uh, half uh, fiction, half a self biography of uh, Kurumada and how he became acquainted with writing and drawing manga. So I was finally able to get those, and uh, I, they also had the Saint Seiya manga, obviously there, the the original Tankobon, uh, and also at a different store, I did see that they that I I did went to animate and to gamers to try to get the re-rise of Poseidon volumes. And I was able to get the one at Gamers, the one that has, like, you know, Thetis and, uh, and what's it the called? One the, one... the, the pamphlet with Thetis. Yeah, on it. I was going to say, it's, like, it's the one that they're actually, that they're mimicking. Thetis. That they're mimicking, mimicking book 19 of the, of the original series. Yeah, that one. And also the Champion Red uh, that just came out. The, the one oh. that has, uh, like, the cover of, of Sorrento, like, the one that's an homage to the cover, of, uh, one of the covers of the original manga. The mm-hmm. one where Seiya, the one where you can see Seiya and the faces of all, of, all, of his companions. The, that one. So I, I got that, and I, 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 by accident, I was actually, this was actually really funny, because I was trying to find the subway. I was trying to find the, the, the Akihabara the subway line, and I got lost! 
And I was like, where the frick is the subway station? And I was looking for it. And I found by accident it, the Tamashi Nation's Tokyo store doing that. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I remember, I think I do remember, like, yeah, the, the Tamashi Nation Tokyo store is like located in, at, like, at, a, at, a, at a stop in, um, in, in, um, in Tokyo. So, like, yeah, that, 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 that checks out. Yeah, it's in Akihabara. It's not on the main street. I think it's in one of like the the ones that's like on the back or something. It's kind of it's a bit of a maze, but uh, it's it's in in that area. And I was like, ah, I, I need to go in. I just I just I'm just gonna go and see. I'm just gonna go and see. And go in. I see they have the the the, the you know that those uh, the objects with with the Pandora's boxes that they announced with the twelve gold clots, the the mini ones. They had those on exhibition. Oh, cool. Uh, and I thought that they had them for sale, but I went to ask uh, Sumasan, do you have this? Uh, sorry, no. I was like, <laughs> but they did have on sale the gold, uh, the gold version of the B2s for Seiya and Shiryu. And, and the box said Tamashi Nations exclusive or Tamashi Nations Tokyo. So I was like, oh, damn it, I need them. <laughs> Yeah, usually, usually I, I do believe that the, like usually they're really good at, at keeping a lot of overstock. I believe those were for a price. I, I believe that was for like last year's stuff. Like I believe that was for like last last year's uh Tamashi Nation. Oh no, no, I remember now. Those figures were for the for the web. I believe those figures were were web only. So uh-huh. I'm pretty so I'm pretty sure a lot of those like I'm pretty sure they had like, an overstock. Like, eh, sure, we'll throw some we'll throw some your way. Yes, the most likely. But it was still very nice to see that, and and like being in the actual store and seeing the merch there and seeing you know the displays, and then uh, I was like because I was looking around and obviously they have uh, stuff a lot of other stuff for it for many different series, and then they have like this big screen on, on one of the walls that's like I don't know what size it would be, but it was basically the size of a small wall, and they had there like they they were displaying the different commercials they have, and then the commercial that came for the 20th anniversary. Uh, of the Midcott line came up, the, the one that we've already seen, but it was so cool seeing it live, dude. It was so cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've, we've seen it before. Like, they show off, like, the, the 20th anniversary figures and stuff like that, and, like, oh, like, what's coming up for them and stuff like that, so. Yeah. So like, right. it was really nice. It was really nice seeing all that there. And then, uh, I, because I was one week in, in Tokyo, and then I went to Kyoto, and I didn't actually expect to find anything like there. I, I thought about maybe going to to anime to see if I could find the 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 reverse of Posarium volume. I wasn't able to, to get to that, but I did see some two cool things, two very cool things in in Kyoto. First, uh, I I found out that apparently just last month they opened a new Mandarake store there. At a, at a department complex, the one that has the Nintendo Kyoto shop. Yes, on that, on that same, yeah, on that same building, and and oh, the Mandaraka yeah. one is like an entire floor almost, and and they have like many different sections, because they have one section for like figures, they have one section for toys, they have one section for like more like bigger figures, they have a section for you know adult uh, adult uh, anime stuff, yeah, 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 and they, they had a section for cars, they had a section for DVDs, they had a section for 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 DVDs and 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 music. So I, I was I, I was searching there and I was like ah, I'm I'm just gonna go take a look because I was kind of hoping because I wasn't able to find in Tokyo I was looking for the Blu-rays you know the Blu-rays that had the the ones that had the covers by Michi Himeno the the, the the Blu-rays for this classic series I was hoping that I could find them oh, okay. I did not I succeed oh. yeah I did not succeed unfortunately I, I don't know if they're out there somewhere but at the at the very least the, the stores that I went to none of them had them the the closest thing that I found to DVDs of of Seiya was. I was able to find the the DVD box set for the movies for the mm-hmm. first four anime movies. 
So I bought that, and I bought a couple of the albums that had they had there, and and they they had a they had an entire wall with uh, different myth clots. Uh, many of them stood out, including the extremely rare and extremely uh, extremely desired and coveted uh, Ophiuchus Thirteenth uh, Gold Saint EX oh. figure. Oh, that's right. And that was yeah. uh, that was an event exclusive. That uh, for sure, I really that was a, that was for sure an event exclusive, right? Yeah, that was a Tamashii Nations exclusive for the 2017 uh, event. Yeah, yeah. So, so there was a very limited run, and I've seen that here in Mexico once, and it was around seventeen thousand pesos. So it was like, <laughs> no. And I I saw it there in Japan, and and, and it was uh, somewhat cheaper, but still way out of my budget. It was uh, I think eighty eighty eight thousand yen or something like that. This is why. Okay, let me get on my let me get on my little let me get on my little um let me get let me get on my soapbox here. Yeah, Japan and anybody else that decides to like um, decides to like decides to decides to like get Saintia stuff, consider making mid to like low end. Like doing price stuff for the near future, please. That's all I ask. Cause like, like I'm not made of money, and I want to get a lot of this stuff. But just, I don't think just the way I, the way I'm seeing the way I'm seeing a lot of it, the way I'm like looking at a lot of this stuff, it makes me kind of scared. It's, but go on. Yeah, yeah, oh, go on. pardon me, I, I I mistake it. I actually found it twice. Once in in Akihabara in, in the store traders where it was seventy nine eight hundred yen. And then in 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 the Mandarak store in Kyoto. But anyways, the point is very very expensive, <laughs> very expensive. So, but I to am give there. You guys, for those of you who are not who are not well versed of what's going, well, how much how much eight eight uh, eight eight hundred thousand? How much how, how much that was? That is five hundred thirty. That's five hundred thirty bucks. Yeah, rounding it off. Five hundred dollars for a figure. I was like five hundred thirty. That's and this that's what with the current uh gen rate right now which is pretty much in our favor so i don't even want to imagine when the gen is like about a hundred to a dollar yeah anyways anyways <laughs> well obviously i i had to like cry myself i had to sleep that night but uh, uh but anyways i know it's there maybe one day <laughs> maybe one day uh, uh but uh, it was also really cool because they had like i, I told you the dvds and, and and the soundtracks but they also had a lot of the uh, all the you know the cards for the saint Seiya paradise uh game yes. they had a lot of those cards there the one of the, the ones that are shiny and foiled so i had to buy a couple of them they had more but obviously like i just had to limit myself i got one where all the five brown saints are together and one that has milo on it Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so that one that was really. I linked the. Uh, I don't know. I just linked a couple of uh, two Blu-ray sets. Are those the ones that are? I'm wondering if those are the ones you were talking about that had the Michi Himeno covers, because it looks like it's uh, that yeah, stuff. I believe so. I, I I want the ones that I want like those very first release ones that have like those the gold plated like Myth Cross figures. <laughs> yes, yes, those are the yeah. ones I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pricey, of course, but definitely could be worse. Could be a lot worse. It could could be worse. Could be worse. Could be far worse. But uh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, okay. The uh, okay. Uh, basically, that was like what I found in, in the store. It was really cool. But the thing that I found that I think was most important, uh, uh, and that I was very very happy to see, I went to the International Manga Museum in Kyoto. The, the 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 one that is basically dedicated to archiving and collecting as much manga as possible that uh, and the i was reading like some of the 
you know the messages from the director and and the translations they have there for foreign visitors like to to read like all the things they have gathered there they have some real treasures of that go all the way for the 1920s like even trying to get some of those uh, volumes collected into the museum a museum that by the way you can very freely inside the facilities obviously you cannot take them out but you can grab them uh, take them out and go and, and and take a seat and read them and I did see a lot of people, a lot of Japanese families even. I saw children, I saw adults, I saw men, I saw women. I saw, like, from every different range, I saw older people, I saw younger people. Like, reading, just reading manga and, and having fun. So it's a very important place, like, for, for the history of manga in general and overall. And they have a, a section, because I was obviously looking for uh, Kurumada works, and I found it pretty quickly. Like, it's not uh, that, like, you enter the, the museum, and then you go through, a, first, you, you enter, like, an area where they have many manga from, the, from around the world in different languages. The, for example, they had simplified Chinese, they had Korean, they had Indonesian, they had English, they had Spanish, they had French, and I think other languages as well. But and then you go into the, the the proper you know museum where they have like uh, all the different bo like bookshelves and and volumes for different authors and and series. It's very it's very tricky to try to find out because obviously they do have the like those uh, things where you can see like the divisions or, or or the names, but they're in Japanese, so like it's pretty tricky to try to discern how they're organized. But I was able to find like relatively quickly, like on the very first row of the bookshelves, like if you go down and you see the first bookshelf on the, the you see the first bookshelf, and then on the second one, like by the end of the line, you they, they have all the Kurumada works there. They, they well. They don't have everything, but they had like they had every single work. They had Sukebanarashi, they had Otokosaka, they had uh, Ring Nikakero, they have a couple of volumes with Ring Nikakero too. They had um, uh, they had uh, BTX. So obviously, a lot of the works of, of Kurumada Sensei. And and I was like, but Sensei, I wasn't there. I was like, what the? Where is it? Like, there's not a single volume here. And and I, I kept searching and looking throughout the museum, hoping to find it. And I found or I stumbled upon a section. That's called the uh, the the manga hall of fame, where oh. they host the most important. Let me try to find the the design because I I found it very lovely what what it actually said there. Uh, if you can give me a second, but basically in that section, while I while I look for it, in that section they have like the, the what they consider to be some of the most important, um, memorable. And uh, you know the, the the series that stand out that they they have a place in history like they marked a difference in the history of manga in general. Ah, here it is. It's uh, it says the uh, the manga. Uh, sorry, please give me a second. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, there we go. The manga hall of fame, manga masterpieces. The lower half of the shelves that line the walls of this gallery held a chronologically ordered collection of over 400 masterpieces of Japanese manga history, from the Taiho era, 1912 to 1926, in which manga books for children started to be published a lot, to 2005. They may, they may all be read freely, and you're welcome to try and read them all if you are aiming to become a doctorate in manga, or choose your favorite childhood manga and take a trip back in time. Please enjoy them however you like. Post-war manga in the collection and are award-winning important works of manga history which have been also presented in the Encyclopedia Modern Manga Museum. However, these are of course not the only masterpieces of manga. You must, however, uh, have your own recommendations. We hope that looking at the manga here gives you an opportunity to think about some other titles, including works published after 2006, that you would include in the Hall of Fame. But basically, it's 
a place where they have like what they consider to be masterpieces or some of the most important works in manga. And obviously they had a shelf, the one for 1986, that the first, very first row of the shelf are the three volumes uh, like in full display on the front, the covers of the Tanko Bonds for the Saint Seiya manga. Oh. And obviously they have the rest of the of the volumes there, but but it was very, very, very well very I was very happy to see that because it obviously stood out quite 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 a lot, especially to me. And it I felt so happy to see it. Like it's one of the primarily displays on the International uh, Manga Museum in the Hall of Fame. It's a masterpiece. It's like there is no way of debating it whether whether you like it or not. And that filled me with a lot of joy. That 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 that's that's like I'm kind of like I'm kind of beside myself here because like we we always saw, we always say in the show it's like you know as much as like as much as Saint Seiya is like well beloved you know it is something that's like you know I won't call it a footnote but it was just it was a happy accident it was a happy accident waiting to happen and I'm glad that like it is at least recognized as as something more than just what it is and I I do really appreciate that 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 um that scholar that even in scholars believe that 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 you know it is it is been put in manga. For you know, for for its time and also an important manga for in history. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that they recognize that. Yeah, uh, that, that made me really, really happy to see that. All right, all right. Um, is there anything else that you that you want to mention before we we begin our like our, we begin our, our journey back to the Saint, world of Saint Seiya? I suppose that the last thing that I could say that happened like on my trip because obviously I took a lot of my Saint Seiya uh, T-shirts there. I had to. They had to go to the motherland, <laughs> and I had quite a few people that told, like, told, like a few Japanese people that directly was like, "Oh, Saint Seiya ski this car, oh, Natsukashi. like, oh, how nostalgic!" And that mm. was that was fun. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All righty. Um. Also, also, really quick, if you if you wanna if you want if you because like I do believe that you were showing us a few things that you, that you brought something you brought a high ticket Saint Seiya item yourself recently. Yep. Yours, yours, just showing us images, and the images look so cool. So, well, 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 we give you a few minutes to discuss this. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll have to take more pictures of that. But, um, Ayana Dishino, that's one of the character designers for Sensei Isoboku. She also participated in Omega and even in Santa's show. Has a total of three Sensei Doujinshis. Which are pretty hard to come by these days. They were all released around 2015, give or take a few months apart. So I've been trying to hunt them down, um, and I finally got the first volume. So I'm really happy about that. They're pretty pricey, but well worth it because it's kind of like there. It's it's borderline all an official art book. All the art that's in it, it's in the same art style you see in the animes. So I was just showing, I have to share some of these pictures uh, later, or take new ones even. But I like that she's done a lot of the the characters running more like casual situations and things like that. Like, uh, there was one of uh, Baby Moo and Sean. Uh, actually, so three of them. So it's like really cute. <laughs> and things like that. And maybe yeah, and, and then, the and main reason your... I went for that was Cammy, of course, because they yeah, show him with the kids. Yeah, with he's Hyoga and Isaac. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, there's this, I also look at these pictures of Hyoga and Isaac. And it's like, you know, he's not like he may be the type of guy that throws his kids down, down the cliff, but he's like, but he does care about them. Yeah, he does. I think, uh, in particular, uh, um, Ayana, she, she really wanted to show that in her doge because there's been a few times that she touched on that. 
with her illustrations. And yeah, there's another one that has kind of it's two illustrations in one page. On the top is uh, you know a toddler move which I'm training him, and then at the bottom it shows how Moon now does. He's the Aries saint, but he's trained Kiki, and it's just patting him. So it's you, you, obviously you see the whole connection there. How now like Moo became that. You know, like why Shun was to him. Yeah, and these are all fantastic. It's like, like I mentioned earlier, because like this reminds me of what happened with um, with uh, again. This is Ramsey's going back to like Ramsey's referencing other things. I'll take a take a sip, guys. Um, it reminds me of what happened with Witch of Mercury, in that um, the staff made like this incredible, like incredible fan book. Mm-hmm. That's essentially like essentially it, it's essentially like the wet, the, wet, the post wedding stuff because apparently uh, Bandai was like I don't know we should I don't know if we want to mention that that these two characters these two lesbian characters are lesbians so they they, they, they made the joke like it's up to your interpretation yeah the, the interpretation by the, the staff and the people who are working on working the series they're totally married so like, you can see like wedding photos all over Japan so I'm like yeah yeah I, I totally believe it so it's like, it reminds me of something that, that was just like like it's something not official. But it is something made by the nearly staff. official. I like to call it nearly official. Yeah, it's like it's once like it's still it's self it's self fan it's self fans it's self very much a fan of a fan made thing. But at the same time, it's incredible. Like you know how much how much love they put into how much love and how much how much passion the people working on these series are, and so much so that they actually ha- are doing stuff like artwork. You know, outside of like they're like you know outside of uh, outside of this outside of them doing the series. You know. And they're still and they're still and they're still doing it, and it's really cool and really awesome. And you know, I really, I really do, really, really like these. All joking aside about like what I said earlier, but because like it's very rare to see, very rare to see a lot of these characters in in the situations that they're all. They're yeah, in. another one of my favorites. I should actually scan and make a big skip, but it's um, you see, Iolas. So this yeah. is the where he's training all when the old you know, did you know the, all the other was six of the gold states that they were also like six year olds, seven year olds, yeah. the same age. Yeah. So it's like Iola's trying to do his push ups, and there you have Iola, Moo, Milo, and Kimmy on his back. And Shaka, yeah, and Shaka's just like, just Shaka's just stealing right there on the side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like yeah. again, like it tells you that, like, like, you know. There was, there was like, and it's really interesting because, like, I was talking, like, I won't mention, I won't mention too much because like, I want to leave just for another, another episode down the road. But you can tell, you can tell in the, in the in the manga, especially if you read like the accelerated stuff, especially when you when you read like the final editions. There was a real camaraderie in the with, with within the within the Gold Saints, and yeah. that solidified so much more. Seeing like seeing these images like of them training of like all the older saints training like the younger ones. It really, really does. It really does. It really does hammer down the fact like. Like we may have seen one side of it, but like as we're as you know, I think as time goes on, we get to see a lot more of the, the companionship, the camaraderie, and like the companionship of like each other, you know, teaching each other and and you know and keeping each other company. Yeah, so I have to think about that too because you, we have, of course, uh, Saga now. They're the the oldest. They're twenty eight, mm-hmm. and then the next group is I forget. I I know I remember that. Um, it's, sure, uh, he's twenty three. What about Aphrodite and I Death don't Master? remember. 
I don't remember the ages exactly right now, but the the eldest are the eldest two are Saga and the Yolos. Then the the old, the next older ones were Shura, uh, Aphrodite, and Deathmask, like the ones that joined yeah. Saga. In oh. yeah. the other ones were the the younger ones that didn't know what the, what the hell's going on. Well, and obviously you know Doko. But... Well, that's, that's well, yeah. The, the old the, the you have this. This is the younger the youngest okay, class. Let's, let's call them the 20th century gold saints. Yeah, out yes. of the 20th century gold saints, like the oldest ones were Yolos and Saga. Then Shura. Aphrodite and the death mask and then the other ones like mm -hmm. they, they were the the, child, the children yeah like I said I don't want to get too much I don't want I don't want I don't want I don't want to emphasize too much on, on the final edition because like I did read I did read them thank you thank you Bankos. but you know there is like I said like there's a lot of like uh there's a lot of camaraderie and, and there's a lot of like you know sense of camaraderie in in those books and like and that just further that's just further solidifies it with these with these um with these images and uh, these dojinchis and stuff like that, so it's really good. That it's really good that they're, they're, they're taking that that kind of approach. So yeah, I Cute love these images so much. So yeah, I just have to remember to start scanning a lot of this stuff. That's the whole point. We also got him, but yeah, I mean, most of these images that I've shown you are actually stuff I found around the internet, and there's a lot more that a lot there's pictures that I never seen show up in the internet before. So I'm really glad that I was able to get him. And you know what? Well, like I said, like you're like 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 if Bank if Bankos is our walking encyclopedia of knowledge, you're our, our archivist of Saint Seiya. You're <laughs> one like keep you're the one keeping a lot of things in order. You're the one you're the one telling us like, oh, this is what, like this is what's gonna be released. And this is what, what's gonna be that and this and that. Like and also too, it's like, oh, I have this. It's like you know you're you're like the you're like I hate to describe it, but like you're like the what like it's like it, what was it? Like I said, you're you're a, you're a library of knowledge. You're all, you're like you have you're a walking library. You have a walking knowledge of that of that stuff too. So I really large stuff. That's what I do. <laughs> Thank yeah. So you. so but like I said, like you know, this is this is um this is why like you know like yeah, I don't I don't want to like I, don't, I, I like you know this is why I think this is a great synergy between all of us because like yeah, think you have Benkas who knows a lot about what's going on. I have like a lot of insight because of of the stuff that I, that I do like on the side and also too like what you do. With like with like preservation and knowledge of like stuff like outside of like the, our sphere, of stuff like you know like the like the stuff that we wouldn't we wouldn't even think twice about like the like the like the the, the books like the, the supplemental books and like the stuff like you know what comes with what and stuff like that and also too you know a lot a lot more about Cynthia Show and stuff like that so that's really you know that that means so much that that have you on to tell us a lot about <laughs> that kind of thing. Thank ah oh, I appreciate that. Shall oh, we go on to the news? <laughs> well, one last thing. One last thing. One last okay. thing. Okay. One last <laughs> thing before the news. Um, one last thing. If you haven't been in our, uh, if you haven't been on our Twitter, if you haven't seen our Twitter, if you haven't seen any of our social medias, we have a Discord. We would like everybody to join our Discord because, like, if if push does come to shove and something goes completely wrong in our in all social medias, which it will, it will. Like we're like you know we're we're, dang, we're dangling at the, we're dangling very dangerously on, on a lot of bad things, but. We have a Discord now, and it will be. We'll post a link to our Discord in the show notes, and also we probably also will put it also in our in our opening like thing as well, or when you when you go into our website stuff like that. So you guys can check it out because like we want to get the community more of the community in, in 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 there and just talk to us and just like you know have fun with all of us and you know hopefully we can we have hopefully we can do more than just talk to Sarah in the in the near future. Like I do want to do like stuff within the community as well. That was one of the, one of the big things I wanted to do. Was I wanted to have like a bigger community so we can like do stuff like game nights and stuff like that. So 
If you got, if you know anybody within the Saint Seiya in, in the Saint Seiya sphere that, that, that especially if they know English and they want a place that where they, they and they want to get a place that where they speak English and learn more and know more and or get to know other fans who speak English and or or and or are willing to like talk to talk to someone in another language that they may not they may not feel comfortable but they are comfortable enough to like talk to someone. Then you know, stop by, stop by, our, stop by our Discord, and like I said, it, it, like I like the, the Discord's one of those like Discord.gg. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rattle it off, but it'll be in our show notes. <laughs> yeah. So if if you if you like to hang out with us, uh, like we'll be we'll be around and like uh, to hang out around other people that uh, share. The, the law for Saint Seiya in, in English, or if you want to practice it, or if you want to communicate with us, uh, we, we I, what I can promise is that we'll try to be as active as possible there. Uh, I tend to like drift out here and there from from social media, but uh, I'll be sure that I I always end up seeing things, and I and I will try to be active there as well. Go, go, uh, and okay, also if. And also, if you like, want to share like information that maybe, for one reason or another, we might not be aware of, like also you're more than welcome to share that with us as well. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. So it's and also like I said, we want to make this like a hub of like just people of like just Saint Seiya fans. And like I said, and we also one of the things I, I realized early on is like we kind of have to accommodate also to the fact that like not only are not only are the fans, not only I want to make sure that, that the English fans are happy, but I also want to make a place where it's like the like you know other people to speak other languages are more comfortable as well. So there is sections in your in, in those languages if you so choose to use it as well so you can keep in contact with with people that, that you may know or if you feel more comfortable talking in your in your native language there's, there's a place for you for that as well there'll be more added i think right now i have like spanish i have um spanish french portuguese and italian and I, i'll put up more if like if more is, is needed at one time but regardless i think we better get started with the news because like we we're, we're going kind of overboard with this so we, we better like get we better get started on the news <laughs> <laughs> because we never do that anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of merch, let's talk about merch first. Um, you were talking, like, you, you, you swung this onto us, uh, Jackie. And you're, there's going to be a lottery for some statues coming soon? Figures, yeah! Uh, that really even caught me my surprise. Because, uh, actually, on the last podcast, remember, we talked about the, the one uh, uh, anime lottery had come out in J- Japan for acrylics and stuff for Saint Seiya. And it wasn't too much after that that, boom, they dropped this information. So, let me just pull this up. But, yes, and this is actually going to be from Bandai. It's going, uh, it's going to be a total of four Saint Seiya figures as part of a lottery. Three have been revealed so far, which include... Saga, um, Saga, Seiya, and Iki, and Iki, yeah. And I believe, okay. like, uh, so, like, yeah. And if, for for those, uh, you, like, we did, like, for those of you who are wondering, it's it's um, Iki is, oh, here, yeah. he has his, he has like his mask on. No, it's like he's no. doing. He, he, no, he, okay, no, the, the anime versions, like, is well, version one, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you call. It, but yeah, it's good. It's Iki posting. Think he's about to do that the 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 fan what is his attack the the demon punch yes that it, that's what it, say it looks like he's about to do the rusiki he's Rusika. like the pose that he, when he starts um what is it yeah, like follow the, the the stars and just Saga looks like he's about to do the galaxian explosion so that's those what I was three... saying like, the best that that looks that that one's my favorite right there because like I love like one of my favorite one of my favorite and one of my favorite attacks in the series is the lasting explosion and that looks so cool yeah so those are going to be prices a b and c right now there's going to be an additional saga figure that's 
that's yet to be real. That's going to be the last prize. What is the last prize? Whenever you play the anime lotteries, if you are literally the last person to get whatever's left of that set, because stores have a set of prizes, so let's just say there could be maybe three figures A, two figures B, there's like a billion of the smallest prize, and whatever's left, if you get their last one, you get that literal last prize. It's going to be another figure of Saga. What is it going to look like? We have no idea. We only know that this, uh, that it's the gold saint. So it is possible that the remaining prizes might be themed around the rest of the gold saints. Again, this is not until April 2024. So we got a while. But I would assume no later than March we are going to see previews of the remaining prizes. What are the remaining prizes? It says this, we're going to get some big metallic art sheet. Ooh. Whatever that is. I'm starting to think maybe maybe it is an art sheet, but it's like foil. That's what it makes me think when they say metallic. Yeah. Whatever illustration. And it's probably going to be based on an illustration of, assuming maybe the rest of the prizes are anime illustrations per se, maybe it'll be like one sheet showing all of that. There's going to be acrylic stands, and I can only imagine there has to be some kind of anime art. And hopefully, I mean, it would make me think that this is going to be brand new that's not being used before. Uh, well, I'm not sure what they mean by visual board exactly, though. I, it really goes by, it's going to be some illustration that you can display. But it's different than what they call the shikishi. Those are usually the square ones that you see, that you, you can buy the store and mangaka draw an illustration. It says that's also going to have foil in it. So... Uh, we'll just keep you posted on that, and of course with lotteries, unfortunately, there's not much way around with getting unless you actually have somebody in Japan you can contact that literally goes to the store for you. I uh, don't think if Bandai has some online lotteries, I know for Japan they do, I don't know if they ever did this for the US or internationally, I thought I'd seen that once, but don't quote me on it. It would be amazing if they did, considering... I know people would definitely play for pay for this, um, but you know I think some stores even in in especially I know the they import sets for these uh, anime lottery so you might just get lucky somebody import the whole set and it's, I think it's definitely gonna be really cool. But let me turn it over to the guys. What do you think of the figures, Benkas? They look pretty neat. It's uh, like it's difficult to tell with these types of photos because sometimes they look better than they actually are, and sometimes uh, they are like sometimes they end up being better than what they look at on the photo. So it's difficult to tell from here. But uh, the fact that they're doing more stuff and they're releasing more Saint Seiya stuff—it's always something that I appreciate and welcome. Again, it's one of those things that's kind of like a shame that unless you live in Japan. Uh, like it's very difficult to get your hands on on this like easily, but eh, at the very least they're putting them out. So they look they look nice. Like hopefully you, uh, there's a turn turnaround or a way that people can get their hands around their hands on these. It's usually uh, given it some time they will end up in secondhand stores like Mandarake, Surugai, you name it. So um, on that note, I noticed that the anime lottery we talked about in the last episode, some prices have started showing up on Surugaya and even Surugaya International. So it's just oh. a matter of Japanese fans to start selling their stuff back. <laughs> Go for yeah, it. Like uh, yeah, they're like because so, like, I know a lot of times they're like, oh, I want like they 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 got like they they got like the A set and like, I wanted the C set. So, so, so it must be like a situation like that. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think of the figures, Ram? 
Okay, one thing that, that struck me, the, one th the first thing that struck me when we were talking about this in a little private Discord where we, where we talked about, like, the, where we talked about the show within ourselves, was we were asking how tall they were. And we always confirmed they're 18 centimeters. And 18 centimeters are also the same size as the current Dan Presto statue that they're selling right now. And I said, and I said, those are actually, those, these figures would be a great complement to those figures. And I really like that. Like they kept the same size and the same style and that same styling without like without well, sacrificing like one of them looks bigger than the other. And I I really do appreciate that they're actually taking the time and effort to get to, to make the same size and to make it more uniform with both uh, with other people's collection. And what I like too is like it is goes it is it's one of those things where it's like they're they're the figures are like the figures those those, those statues they're affordable for their, for their size. So it's like yeah, so these are really so I really like that that they're that you know. If you're a Saint Seiya fan and want and want to get something that's more price, you know, that's not as expensive as like other figures, these are a good, these are good places to start. And I really do hope that, like, like you said, these would be more readily available. Find a way to like get get to more fans' hands, especially those who live outside of Japan, because I do. There is going to be a huge market for these for these figures, especially for those yeah. who, who don't want to spend who don't, don't want to spend like how, how much we how much we say those how much do we say so those myth costs are going for like us. Uh, it depends on on the type of figure, but mid clots right now are going around twenty thousand yen, something like that, like expensive. Yeah, so it's like like I don't have that much money. Those to, like, yeah, those revivals. I think at this point it might be go better to go with some of the older ones that get cheaper. Yeah. But, um. Like one thing like, I wanted to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that in that in that regard. Um, you know, I I do believe that that's actually really good that they are um that that, that they're affordable. And like I'm pretty sure these are going to be as affordable as well, and I just I can't wait to see the rest of the set. And like I said, I just want to see if they do come out here in, in the United States or you know in other parts of the world other than Japan. Yeah. Anyways, Even in the secondhand saying? market, that I don't think this this will be too expensive. But if it this one does well, hopefully what it means maybe they'll do another anime lottery because two and um, two things to that. Um, at least from Bandai's um side, they have only the one other anime lottery and that was actually for legend of sanctuary mm -hmm. and the one the press one not really that great to be honest but that's another story this is only their second anime any lottery by bandai the, the the other ones with the acrylics was by a different company so maybe this is something that they could do is since they're only featuring icky saga and um say yeah for the figures. I do know this much. I have seen in Amiyami that they've actually sold even on their pre-sale of anime lottery prices. Oh. Figures sometimes rare or I know I have seen uh, those um crane game prices too. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's something they would do for this, but you never know. Um, any information I found out about this, since it's pretty <laughs> rare to get us, I say, anime lottery, I'll definitely pass it on to you guys. Yeah, keep us, keep us, keep us informed, because, like, we, like, we, these would be really cool. I also remember the name of the, the figure set that, that, that was talking about, the Van Pressel ones. They're called mm -hmm. Cosmo Memoir. The Cosmo Memoir, yeah. Like, they're, they're the same size. Yeah, the same size, and it's just, like, those, like, those, those, those look really cool, and, like, the problem was, like, it's them in their civilian costumes, but it's, like, I would like to have these with like in their actual clocks and like that solves it right there. 
and I really do appreciate that they're actually giving you that option and keeping it that that same scale. Of I actually thought those were uh, prices from Crane Games. To be honest, I don't know why that was my first time when I first saw. They kind of look like it, yeah. And I thought, and I thought so too. And like, but no, these are just statues you can just up and buy. Like, like you can just up and buy. Like the the, the, the Cosmo Memoir stuff. Like you can just up and buy these. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, we need stuff like that too. So you'd be like, not necessarily everyone's gonna go for the mythic. You want something more affordable, but that still looks nice. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's. Does anybody else else have any other thing they want to discuss? I think. Uh, I think uh, we can jump into the the meat. Okay. Or, well, the I think I have one more thing for the news: the uh, ocean oh. bomb drinks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We we have the ocean bomb drinks, and we also have the the, the myth cloth news. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Dang> it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, Jackie, why, 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 why don't you why don't you set us up for the for the ocean bombs? All that right. sounds so horrible. That sounds horrible. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I don't know why anyone would pick that. As, uh, to be more specific, <laughs> for some refreshing beverages that yeah, we're exactly. About to talk, 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 talk about. Let's talk about the drinks. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Ocean Bomb announced that they're going to release three Saint Seiya themed uh, drinks based on the Gold Saints. So it's going to be Mu, Shaka, and Saga, of course. It says that uh, Mu's drink is going to be Apple Joker flavor. Really don't know what it's going to be. That I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's. Gonna, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like apple, apple flavor, but it's going to have like a like, like a, a milk, milk, like a milk, like a milk aftertaste. Maybe like the cal- uh, calpis if you've had that. Mm-hmm. Saga gave great flavor, and Shaka is going to be peach. Now the ocean bombers they label this as being sparkling water, but actually tr- uh, a couple of weeks ago they go to one of my local Asian stores. I uh, bought. Some of their different drinks. There were the Dragon Ball C ones and Sailor Moon ones, just to kind of get a feel for the drinks. Depending on what flavor you get, it's either really going to taste like more sparkling water with a little bit of flavor, or it's really going to taste more like a soda. So uh, it, it, it's going to tailor between you, you drinking a Sprite or you drinking like you know, uh, like you know, like like, like, like you know, sets of water. Yeah, like the Dragon Ball C one I have with, I think, whatever the blue hair Goku is. That one actually tasted That's more like a lighter Fanta. Like a lighter Fanta, not as sugary, but still orange. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, but do you have any thoughts, Mayhouse? Yeah, that I wish I could tell. Like it, that's the thing because usually those types of drinks, like some of them are, they tend up being pretty good. But at least kind of like a like a coin toss, whether or not they actually taste good or not. Definitely, I would love to have uh, those cans as part of my collection. I used to have like cans for some Star Wars stuff that came out a few years ago. Like mm-hmm. you just have to clean them a little bit, and then you have a nice collectible. Like with those types of, of for example, food or or drink related uh, tie-ins, it's always kind of like trickier, right? Like on the one hand, you do want to keep them, but on the other hand, it's like there's a bit of an impulse, like ah, this is trash, I want to throw it out, but. <laughs> Yeah, hey, nothing wrong with you keeping them. Yeah, yeah. So my mom like, has what, to cope with that. The her name you, on it, <laughs> like for years. Yeah. Once you see that, like, uh, even if they do an event again in the future, like this is like always taking the opportunity to get stuff like this. It's it's like do it now or you might regret it later. So hopefully, people that can get their hands on them, like, will be able to 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 enjoy them. Uh, for me, the the thing is, um, when it comes to when it comes to this stuff is, um. I, I like I I I'm 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 lucky I live in an area where I can more I can get this stuff more more readily accessible. 
So I don't have to go. I don't have to go that far to like look for this stuff. So I'm gonna be surprised if I if I randomly just stumble upon these on a random whim when I'm at when I'm when I'm at like you know uh, Mitsua or like I, I'm at um the other place I like going to H Mart. I don't go to H Mart that much. I go to Mitsua a lot. I go to uh, I forgot the name of the store. It's another store. It's like because I also sell like toys and stuff like that as well. And I go there sometimes. It's like, I can't buy this, but it's just a little bit a little bit too expensive. And I see a model I'm taking it with you. But, yeah, um, well. But I do know they also sell a lot of that stuff as well. And like I said, like like I live in an area where like you know that that kind of stuff is like more readily available. And I guess there's also two like world uh, there's also world market st- um, stores as well. And those stores also tend to carry the also tend to carry ocean bomb drinks as well. But I do I do believe some of the Sailor Moon stuff has has popped up. Also the same with the Dragon Ball Z ones as well. So yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Um... Well, definitely, if especially in the West Coast, that there's like tons of Asian supermarket chains, you stand the best chance of getting. Myself here in Houston, I checked the H Mart. Even it's mostly a Korean supermarket, but they carry other stuff. They obviously they, these weren't there yet, but they did carry the Salem uh, ones and the Dragon Sea one. There is another brand that sells similar drinks that also sells um uh anime based. I guess they got the anime theme ones or their video game theme ones, but. Believe it or not, I, I think we have a high chance even here in the U.S. of getting these since we're already getting the Sailor Moon ones and Dragon Ball Z. Um, now, yeah, if you are. don't happen to live in the East Coast, even where they have a lot of the same age marts or even here in, in Texas, um, still check your mom and pop's Asian grocers because they tend to carry these too. Also, too. Yeah, go I was going to say also to Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Uh, the other thing, uh, especially your... Uh, if a lot of you comic book stores or, or you know uh, hobby shops, especially the ones that like host uh, um, card game tournaments, a lot of these days they tend to sell snacks and stuff, and a lot of them will carry these sets too. So yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking at their list of stuff that they ha- that they have. It's like it's not just Sailor Moon and not just Dragon Ball. They have like they have Street Fighter. They have um, what else? They have One Piece, Street Fighter, King of Fighters. Like what the hell? And I whoa. Yeah. They do a lot of call ups, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and I was gonna say I remember in Mexico when I Plaza, they had these two, especially like a lot of the booths that had the like a lot of the Asian stacks. Mm-hmm. They had these, so I really be able to pay more attention next time I go there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, like so, or even or even any Asian grocery store because this is this brand's from Taiwan. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it's not like going to be as limited when it comes to importing stuff from Japan. That they yeah. want to export everywhere, so you're much more likely to see him. And if you see him, please send us some pictures. Whoever yeah. finds him first, <laughs> yeah. Whoever finds him first, send us pictures. You know, and tell us how they taste. Like, no, I, I'm always down for like carbonated drinks, especially when I eat stuff. I always, yeah, I always want to have something like fizzy when I drink something. So it's like, like I would like to so like, like I want to know if like, these good. Like, I want to have to be like, okay, what would go good with this? Like, like I don't want to drink this and be like. Oh, do I really want to eat this? Do I really want to eat like this hamburger with this, with this, with with, with this like milky drink with like a, with a milky like aftertaste? Mm-hmm. But you know, who knows? Who knows? But like I said, that, that, that that's up. That's Did you up try for... the coffee soda. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. But um, yeah. Um, so well, why don't we got? Well, we have two. We have three bits of news. As a matter of fact, we still have a lot. Uh, we did get a listing for uh, some of the new covers for Saint Sale Time Odyssey issue four, which will be published this January. 
Um, <laughs> just so let me go. Let me go down here. Let me tell you who's doing it. The first one we have our first cover, which is by Guillaume Aloquet. Um, we have a new cover by John Liam, who's done stuff for X Men, Invisible, the game of the Valorant game, and also for Star Trek Prodigy. And also returning back from, I believe, issue one is the lyrics. Um, mm. So I believe, like, looking at the cover, I think we are going to start going into, like, the second book that just recently came out, like, back in September. So, Bekas, do you have any thoughts? Because, like, you're the one who's following this more closely. Do you have any thoughts on, 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 the, on, on, these, on these books? They look great. Like, I'm, I, I was kind of thinking back. Like, I think we already had confirmed that they were going to do them. But back before they announced that they were also going to release uh, the second volume, the, the, the one that's going to be focused on Shun, the one that just came out, whether or not they would continue doing variant covers. Because usually, well, I don't know too much about the comic book industry. So here I'm just talking out of what little I know. If I'm wrong, then please uh, stand me corrected. Uh, but my impression was like maybe it would depend on how many you know sales they had for the comic and also for the main comic as well as with the, for the variants whether or not they would decide to go for for newer ones for for the next one. Regardless, I don't I don't know the the information for for that like if it did well or not. But I'm happy that they also are continuing this with the second volume and they look great. Like they they really look great. Like I'm like it was very alien to me like seeing an American. Artists like take on Saint Seiya because it, it was something like very different back when it was originally done for for the first volume. But now that I've gotten used to it and also the, I've seen the work that they're putting out, which is, has been great so far for everyone, uh, for all the artists that have done work for it, they st they look great, and and I'm happy also for for to see this getting added into somebody's collection and for them to be out there in the open. Like it's always great to see different artists' takes on characters we love. So it's good to see a different style other than the Araki one <laughs> out there. And I, and I will say, like, some of them are really related to this, be discussing a lot of, a lot, a lot of this stuff, because I do, like, I think I did talk to you guys that I got in contact with the, with uh, David Malik, who did, who, did the, who did the really impressive um, artwork for the first, for the first, um, for the first issue with Athena and, and uh, Seiya. That's kind of like a watercolor one. So and, and he was like really elated, like and like he's just like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this, but like I, you know, I, we don't like I can't like I, I can't so far because like at the time when we were talking, like you know they were kind of like uh, like not an embargo, but they couldn't talk about it just yet. But well, he's kind of an embargo. But like you can tell, like he, like he was like bursting at the seams, like oh my god, I can't wait to talk about this, and he was really excited, like when like when he had when he was like, oh, you're a Saint Sam fan, that's really cool. Thank you for like because I gave him like my business card, I gave him a couple of stickers and stuff like that of the, of the show and. He was like really like oh wow like I can't believe like like like, like this like he, he was kind of taken back by like how much people are excited for for this so it's gonna be really interesting like to see like more like as as we are now going to the third issue this as we're gonna be going through like, these issues we're gonna be seeing like a lot more like like how the response is gonna be going forward with a lot of this stuff so um but um, Jackie do you have any do you have any thoughts I don't know why I keep staring at that that second one where it has the group I feel like I've seen something like that before. I, I I don't know what they may have been inspired by to get that particular post, but something about Sega just throwing me into the cover. I don't know why. Like it's reminded me of something. I don't know if it's maybe somewhat of of us maybe one scene in an anime in the anime ending, but it like I feel like it looks familiar. But it looks really cool. I like how it's a very dynamic cover. Maybe that's what it is, especially because it's got like the lightning going on and then you have Athena in the middle. <sighs> I, I yeah, think that's what it is. It's maybe it's reminding me of the animation styles of the stuff of the eighties, how it was. 
Yeah, and like I said, like, like I'll post links because like like this 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 kind of all kind of came down like like around the time that we that we were off, and usually the preview stuff usually pops in like the very first day of the very first day of the of the month. So yeah, we, we like unfortunately we didn't even like um, this kind of like fell like kind of like slipped our, our fingers by a little bit because. Because we just we didn't have time to like to talk about. <laughs> we got news. We have a lot of news to talk about either way. That's pretty good so far. Also, also too, we're only doing two episodes, so like this helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> also, and so like, but like I said, these look really cool. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm in agreement with Ben Costa. I am really happy that, that that a lot of people are, um, that a lot of artists are taking, that a lot of artists, American artists, are taking on this this um this task. A lot of them are are hitting out of the park, and a lot of them are really like getting into it. And like, it just I do hope that like. Um, that 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 gets more. It gets, that all this stuff gets wider attention. All right, um, Vegas. Let's go. Let's do like. Um, let's talk about this because like you and me are a little bit more in tune with this. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, we we got so surprise, surprise. You know how they were making like a twenty hundred anniversary thing that they were counting down like different things. Uh, we finally got the last. They finally got the last thing that they counted down, and that last thing was a Mythcloth EX of movie Seiya, live action movie Seiya. Be more precise. Um, I believe it's going to be 12,000 yen, I believe. And, um, it appears, I, I, I gotta be more prepared for this, but, uh, well, but I believe like the, I believe like it has, it has like the likeness of McKinney. It has, it has three different, it has three different like, um, face options. It has two face options with a mask and it has like one removal, one without the mask and one with, um, and one with a helmet on and stuff like that. So you can have, we have multiple options for like how you want to display them. Um, it looks great. It looks it looks great, but like I have, but also okay. Here's everything. I, got, I, I was buying. I was buying. I was buying myself some time here. Um, okay, so this is what we know. It's gonna be eighteen thousand yen. Bureau start November twenty first, and it's supposed to be. It will be released May of two thousand twenty four. This is what you're gonna be getting. You are getting the the, the Seiya will come with will come with like will come with two heads. One with with his helmet and one without his helmet with an optional piece. You can put his, you can put the face mask. It will come with a. It will come with a, a miniature version of the Pandora's box and like and a necklace that comes with it as well. And yeah, that 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 that, uh, that that's all you're getting. I'm pretty sure it's going to be diecast, maybe like around seven eight inches. Um, it like I said, it looks it looks really good, but people are like, it doesn't look like McKinney enough. I'm like it does, it does. You know what? Sorry, can I interrupt you there? I just go for it. I find it funny because I literally heard somebody say the exact opposite <laughs> thing as a criticism. It looks way too much like Mackenzie. So it's like, make up your mind, fellas. Exactly. <laughs> For God's sakes, like, what is it? Like, because like, like, it doesn't help too. It's like you got two figures of Mackenzie. You got him as Seiya, and then you got a SH figure of him as Zoro from the One Piece TV show. And I'm like, oh, he does have one. Night? Wow. Yes. And I'm like. And people are like, I see photos of the people putting that, putting that in his head. Like, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't freaking work. It's two different things. It's like you, it's like putting an orange. In, it's like picking an orange and you're taking like a, and you're taking a throughout and you're smushing it together. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. But Dekas, you're you, you're, 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 you're the one who likes uh, myth clots. What do you think of this so far? Hey. I have conflicted mixed feelings on this. All right. 
Okay, first, before I say my own, I have to say that while I haven't seen all of the people's reactions to this, obviously, uh, like, there are a lot of people that have already, like, uh, put out their thoughts on it. Some people <laughs> like it, some people, a lot of people that I saw really don't like it, so a lot of people have a, a problem with how it looks, because it looks way too much like a McKenzie, a lot of people love how it looks, like, it's very mixed, it's gonna be one of those very controversial figures, so, okay, I'll give my thoughts now. Personally, I really like it because i was kind of wondering how the hell they would be able to pull off uh the the live action you know figure in a myth cloud uh, is particularly myth cloud the x format and they basically did exactly what i thought they were gonna do they took the likeness of mckenju as the the body they took the the cloth and they just separated the pieces respectively like they do with any other cloth ex or regular myth cloth and you're gonna get that figure. So on, on that regard, it's very, very on the point as to what it's supposed to be. It, but it does, like, it's very weird. Like, it's strange seeing, you know, like an, an actual person's face on one of those figures. It's like, it's kind of surreal. It's, uh, I don't dislike it, but it's just like one of those things that keep, kind of give you a whiplash because it's yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, to a degree, because you could say the same thing happened when they uh, showed the the figures for the Legend of Sanctuary that unfortunately only two of them were released. They never released Seiya one, which is like, you know, BS is screw yeah. you, Bandai. But uh <laughs> like it was really stupid that but okay. But you already kinda have like that taste of a very different style or well no, I, I don't want to say art style because obviously we're talking about a real person here, but you know what I mean? Like the visual of something that's very different to what we're it's used not the to. It's not the it's not the aesthetic you're used to for Saint Saint. Exactly, exactly. It's already been done. So on the on that regard, it wasn't that hard of a whiplash, but it's still very uh, it's uncanny. Like I don't know if that's the appropriate uh, adjective for it, but that's the word that comes to my mind. Like it's well, strange. Because I think it's like I, yeah, the uncanny would, would refer to the would refer to the figure being way too realistic and it's and the thing is like maybe because I got used to this by now because I felt the same way too with SHV art when they started introducing like more like more more actor accurate figures from like different stuff like when they said when they started when they started throwing in stuff from like the MCU stuff and the DC the DC stuff and like a lot of stuff from like movies and stuff like that they do now no nowadays it's just it's it's com it's like it's a very common thing to fight refine figures like that as like as a matter of fact I, like again like I mentioned earlier they're doing one piece figures and we can use there as Zoro. And you also have a Nuki Gori as uh, as Luffy, so it's like for me, it's already second nature for me to already process this. But I can understand your position where you're not used to a real person's likeness in the in this toy line. It kind of it kind of throws you off, like like it kind of throws you off, like with the kind of what they, what they're going for, especially aesthetic wise. But I do I do like the fact that I'm looking the more I, I, I didn't realize this looking more more closer to the figure. Um, it looks like some of the parts can be removed. Yeah, probably like like with all the others, like it's, you basically you get to play around with it and like you you basically get to post it in uh, however way you want and it would make sense for both you know the the, the series as well as, as what happens in the actual movie you know yeah but, but yeah it is strange like it's 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 a very kind of uh, it's it's new territory let's just put it that way yeah and we already kind of knew that they were gonna do this because remember that they already had an like what was the event that happened I don't remember if it was earlier this year or or yes, later. It was earlier okay. this year at the, New they York, had already, at the New York presentation. Yeah, yeah, they had already confirmed they were doing this, but now we finally got the first actual, you know, the 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 first views on the actual product. 
So it was it was uh, very strange. Obviously, also like it's gonna depend on the people whether or not they want to acquire this figure for two reasons. One, how they felt towards the movie, which we're not gonna get into that. That depends on each and every single person that viewed it, viewed it, and also how they felt visually about how it actually looks. Because I I I I, I do know of a couple of people that do not like how they how it looks, but they're still gonna get it. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's up to you whether whether or not you want to acquire or not. All I will say is that this is definitely going to be one of those freaking figures that if you don't get it, like the moment it comes out, it's going to be one of those figures that gets really difficult to get down the line. So just take that into consideration. <laughs> I have a feeling that this is not going to be this is going to be, be going to be one of those limited runs that Bandai loves to do. Like the, the numbers for this, I don't think they're going to be too many. So just yeah. take that into consideration if you even like even if the idea pops into your head of I may want to acquire that for whatever reason you have, you might as well do that now because later yeah. down the line it's gonna be more. It'll difficult. be the I'm next sure issues, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And I, was, I was gonna say, like, it, it's the same thing with anything by Bandai, like if it's figure arts, if it's like if it if it's like Rodamashi uh, or whatever they whatever they put out or or Myth Cloth or whatever. If it if the even if a germ of a thought pops in your brain that you want to buy one of these, get it because like you're gonna because like you're gonna it's gonna happen and you're gonna be like, I wish I would have brought that instead of paying the aftermarket price <laughs> or buy it don't open it because <laughs> sell it in the aftermarket price. Just and I will say this: at eighteen thousand yen, which I just ran the calculation, it's about one hundred and twenty dollars for a for a I'm gonna say figure for a myth clock. That's actually not bad at all. No, it's pretty much in the well, quote unquote, decent range. <laughs> so, so, but for everything you're getting, it, it, it does feel like you're getting a lot, and like you know, and that, that's that's how I see it. When it comes to price, when it comes to price over, like you know, what you're getting, I, you're you are getting a lot for that price. And also, too, another great thing is if you want to get it now, and you're and you don't have the money right now, you have until May to make to like save up at least like twenty dollars or twenty dollars. They have five months. You can save that. You can save that a couple. You can save those twenty. You can save. You can save twenty dollars for a cup for five or five for like three for five months, and you'll get it. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As for me, as for me, because I know Jackie said um, you said that you you you're just gonna be here for the chaos. I believe, right? Mostly, but I just but but I, so it does really look. It's a great figure. It was to be honest. It makes me wonder how they even pulled off sculpt turning. You know the movie. What well, we saw the movie, the armor into a sculpture. Um, and it, it, I would, I think, consider it if, but not like pre-order it. But let's just say if there is some stock when it comes out, I may actually consider it. Yeah. But gone, gone. I want to hear what you gotta say. Um. Okay. So first things first. Yeah, the figure looks fan freaking tastic. As someone that that's already kind of like I got accustomed to like seeing more realistic figures like this, like when it comes to like SHV arts, I'm already kind of like I kind of already I kind of already accepted the fact that like the, the, these like look weird, but they actually do look kind of they do look kind of cool. And, and they have improved over the last couple over the last few years with their with their sculpts and stuff like that. And it takes a lot. It does take a lot because like it does take a lot for them to do a lot of these things because it is very much like um. It, it is a huge process for them to be doing a lot of this stuff. I do believe they, they had to do everything manually. They first scanned it and then they had to like go manually to like make sure that everything looks right. And sometimes, and that's why too, like the very first kind of like these figures for figures kind of look kind of iffy. But now they kind of already got, they, now they kind of already got used to it. Like these kind of, they already got like the, they already got their, they already got, they already got their like things down already. So, um, Tinfoil Het Ramsey's time. 
and this will go into a bit of news, like one last bit of news that we're going to be discussing after this. But I find it kind of, I find it kind of interesting that Saint Seiya, the movie, is getting a second life already on like Netflix, somewhat, and also on other parts when they when they when they get on other streaming services, while more people are noticing it. You know, McKenzie is already like the is already like a big star thanks to One Piece, and you know they already are kind of already taking and they they're already kind of capitalizing on it. So I'm wondering, is this all kind of like coincidence? I don't think so. I don't want to get into that. That I kind of agree with you. (laughs) As much as I I hate to admit it, I kind of agree with you because. Let's face it, uh, Toy has not, uh, okay, Bandai not necessarily, but Toy has not been particularly shy when it comes to, you know, admitting how they viewed the project, and I don't want to get into that right now, but the information is out there. If you know, you know. The point is, all things considered, like, and Bandai, both Toy and Bandai are the kinds of companies that when something isn't perceived either realistically or, you know, in their delusion, whatever, whatever, uh, as something successful, they are very quick to to pull the plug and to kill projects, even if they've announced them previously. For example, they, they, as I previously mentioned, the Legend of Century Seiya figure was announced. The prototype was made. The figures are out. The the photographs are out there of the prototype. It just never got released. So, like nothing stopped them from from you know just pulling the plug and you you know keeping shush shush and not releasing it, and that's it, right? But the fact of the matter is that considering the way that it was announced, considering the amount of publicity they're giving it, that, okay, obviously not might mean not more than some of the other things they do, but they're still, they're still highlighting it. Uh, it, it. And it cannot be a coincidence, the fact that, like, th- that comes after now that this the movie is seeing that bit of more resonance now that it's out on the streaming platform. So, yeah, it's kind of sus. That's all I'm going to say. It's kind of sus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was my big thing. I was like, it, it's it's Galaxy Brain Ramsey's thinking. This all, this all has to connect somehow. It's like I'm like that. I'm like that picture. I'm, I'm like that. I'm like that scene in Always so, Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie's having a mental <laughs> breakdown. And he's got and he's got like a pork board of like of like just a, of all these things happening. It's all it, it's that it's that. I'm like that right now. I'm just I'm like. There's a hidden. There's a third person that you. you, you there's a fourth person here that that I'm, I'm talking to of all this. And you guys don't see him. Like, oh shit. Um, I do want to add one thing since we didn't mention the movie, and I did say I would do this. Uh, it turns out my mom ended up discovering the Saint Seiya movie on Netflix before I even told her about it. So she, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she did. She watched. She didn't watch. Um, she says she watched the Spanish stuff, and she's. Okay, so to kind of give you my mom is 66 years old, Netflix obsessed with whatever comes on. She's the group that will watch whatever's new on Netflix because she watches everything. Mm-hmm. So with that said, of course she was going to watch whatever shiny new movie came on. And she said she liked it. She enjoyed it. She just thought that Seiya took too long to finally figure out his powers. Yeah. That's yeah. a little right, yeah. <laughs> that's a bad criticism, yeah. <laughs> Um, she says she found he had a little bit of trouble following the plot line, but that she, yeah, she, yeah, but she thinks, yeah, she was. So, of course, my mom is not an anime person, she's only grown up with kids that are, yeah, otakus, but she didn't know that much that it was Caballeros del Zodiac. She's like, oh, is that so? (laughs) Um, what I wanted to say, I think it definitely goes back to what, uh, Rem. 
um, had said from the beginning that this is more like a B movie type that you're watching us on a weekend or if you're if you work from home, stay at home. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's doing it's a lot better because it's drawing in that crowd of people that watch just want to watch movies. They just want to watch something new, and they're couple, and it's doing good. Speaking of which, thank you for volleyballing that to me, Jack. I really much appreciate it. We got, we finally got, our, we finally got to like, we we learned that that it's, we learned a couple of weeks ago that there was that the, the movie was going to be released here, at least here in the United States, on October twenty sixth, and. Wouldn't you know it? On, on that week, it became the number five watched watch thing on Netflix. It beat out a lot of movies. It beat out a lot of a lot of series that week. So again, it's the power of McKinney. People are now people are noticing that they saw the guy from, they saw Zorro from One Piece, and now they're like, oh, the guest guy's on this scene. This guy's in this movie. And they're it's trying, they told that to my mom, but I think she did notice that. <laughs> and believe it or not, I was looking through I was looking through a letterbox because I'm one of, I'm one of those people. And I've noticed a shift in a lot of people's reviews. A lot of reviews were always were either in Spanish and they're always like, oh my god, it's the next it's the next Dragon Ball Evolution 2. I don't know what these people are talking about. These people are insane. This is actually an okay movie. This is not Dragon Ball Evolution, not by not by a long shot, but it is has it does have its problems, but it's not that. So I should actually get my mom to watch that and see what she Oh no, 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 that's um... <laughs> I, thought but it like, I thought you'd like your mom, Jackie. <laughs> But we do know for no. a fact. We do know but, for a fact. Oh, go on. No, I was gonna say my mom will really watch any. I mean, they they definitely will criticize movies. So, but she says she enjoys. So I would just like to hear what to or criticize that TVE, just to rip it apart. To so I can yeah. go like, huh, it's not the same. But go on, go on. But uh, we do know for a fact that this that, that on November twenty November twenty sixth is gonna be it's gonna be appearing on H. I'm, I'm gonna call it HBO Max. Screw it. it. Is it is HBO Max? It's gonna be HBO Max in Europe. It's gonna come out. It's gonna come out in in Europe on HBO Max on the 26th of uh, the 26th of November. So if you're if you're wondering like where it's gonna pop up next in streaming, there you go. But like I said, like already it's doing good numbers here, and it's gotten the attention of a lot of people, including the director and a couple of other people who worked on the movie like behind the scenes. So it was like. It's like people are starting to notice that, like people are starting to give, like trying to notice that, like th- that you know the movie, and they're kind of giving it now a very fair shot. But Dekas, do you have any thoughts on this bit of news? I'm happy for it. I, I genuinely am happy for it. I, I, how to put it? Like that whole kind of worms was very interesting. Let's say because I don't want to really go back into all that. When it originally came out, it received a lot of you know very negative reactions from, from people. To some degree, grant uh, very much granted. To to some others, not. But regardless of that, the fact that the numbers speak for themselves. The fact that this got to number five on Netflix, whatever way you want to put it, but it got to the top ten. Not to mention the top five of the most watched movies recently. So such a few time after it was added, for whatever reason, like that's always a good thing because obviously more people are, are getting exposed to these series, and there may there might be somebody that just out of curiosity watches this, be it for Bakenyu, be it because they had nothing better to do, be it because they just found it by accident, it's like oh, let's just check it out, and one of them might just say, hey, this. Kind of looks interesting. I wanna, I wanna check this insane stuff out a little bit more. And they might discover the the franchise itself, like the, the other parts of the franchise. So it always, uh, what I always like to say is, the more the merrier. And I'm very happy that it's doing good in numbers because, like anything that good that happens to Sensei in general, for me, it's a good thing. Yeah, for me, um, for me, uh, what I do like a lot is that people are giving giving this a fair, people are giving a fair shot now. 
I do, and I, I, I did say like before. I think it was, I think it was a bridge too far asking people to go to the movies and stuff like that. But now it's kind of now that it's kind of a, now that it's on streaming. It's something that you're already paying for. I think people are a little bit more warmer towards the movie, and I do believe that's I think the best way to, that's the best way to kind of experience the movie, in my opinion. It's the kind of movie, like I said, it's a movie you turn on on a Saturday afternoon, you turn your mind off, and do something else. You know, there's some great fight sequences, like great hand-to-hand, like great, great martial arts, like you know, like non-CGI stuff. CGI stuff. <laughs> And the story feels over stuff. It feels like I'm, it feels like you're eating. It feels like you're eating a calzone at times because it feels like you're just stuff, <laughs> stuffing way too much into, into it. But other than that, it's a good movie. It's a, I mean, it's a good, but the good not. I wouldn't call it a trashy movie. It's a good Saturday afternoon when you have nothing else to do, kind of. Yes. And and and, and, and it's and this is like proving that like this is this is the better format. And this, I think like now that people are starting to see it that way. As opposed to like committing themselves to go to the movie, to committing themselves to buy the movie or, or renting the movie, I think people are a lot more warmer towards it, and I think people that are now discovering this movie thanks to it just being popping up right there on Netflix, I think people are a lot more warmer towards the movie, and I do, and I do really appreciate that. Like now that the now it's finally found, it's kind of like its niche. I do hope that, like, I do hope that it does that it, it continues that niche, and maybe somewhere down the line, either Toy or or Sony or Netflix or whatever. Decides to take decides to take another shot, take another stab at it. Maybe like with a lot less lot less of a stuff um, stuff um, premise and stuff like that. But regardless, uh, is there any other thing I'm missing before we head out? Yucky. Nope. Just get everybody that watches likes to watch movies. We'll just get him to watch it on Netflix. That's all. <laughs> yeah. If you if you got if you if you got if you know anybody that has Netflix, especially in the United States, you know, go for it. And if you got like HBO Max in like, in Europe, wait till twenty six. Wait till. November 26th, and you know, we want to hear from you pointing finger at camera that doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Why don't we get on to our episode discussion? Episodes 98 and 99. We're only doing two episodes because like we're we'll get we'll get to the reason why in a little bit. Like when we're done with when we're done with, with this when we're done with this particular review, I think we're I it will become very clear what uh, what our, what our next move is gonna be. But thank us. Take us take it away with episode 98. Alrighty, okay, episode 98, The Appearance of a Miracle, Odin Rove. Poseidon has the shoulder... Ah, okay, I, okay, th- this is a note that I, that I that I noticed when they, they were doing the recap for the previous episode. I forgot to mention this. Uh, you, you notice that when they show Poseidon, because you, 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 get, you get to see, like, on the back of him, right? Like, in, in the previous episode. Did you notice that the way that his shoulder pads, like, the shoulder protections are worn, is just like the object and not how he actually wears them? Oh, never noticed. I I just noticed that, and I think I know the reason for it. I haven't found any notes on this, but considering the track record of how the production usually was, that it, usually the anime uh, people would get like uh, references, like the okay, like we need a, a reference so we can start working on this for the animation. And usually, the, like they tended to check, like uh, like Kurumada would send them like stuff. For, for them to, to check out beforehand, but sometimes it would be stuff like, it would even be like the final uh, the, the final uh, design. So sometimes things change. For example, like the thing where, where they originally did show the the the, the tiara for, for the Capricorn cloth instead of the helmet they ended up creating afterwards. Like, like things like that, right? So I, I assume that they got the, probably the model of the object for the, for the scale of Poseidon instead of actually getting like the, the picture of how he was going to be wearing it. 
So I think it might be because of that, because I just find that very curious. So they so they so they essentially had to like they had to like disassemble the, the clock mentally and, and make and try to see how things fit into fit into it from like from the design piece. That is crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to point that out because I found that very interesting. Anyways, okay. So the episode begins with Seiya claiming that Siegfried's sacrifice would not be in vain, as the voices of his friends encourage him. Hilda seems unfazed by the defeat of her god warriors and reveals and revels in Athena's certain death. Seiya slowly approaches Hilda, and she begins to attack Seiya. His friends begin to crawl towards him as he receives Hilda's relentless attacks. Seiya manages to counter, but stops himself before proceeding. He stops in his tracks and tries to make way towards Odin's statue. Hilda knocks him off a cliff and claims her victory. Seiya then begins to climb back upwards the hill when Seiya hears a voice uh, of encouragement. It's from Gemini Saga, who reminds him of his promise to protect the world and Athena. Then, a flashback of the fight with him in Trails, while Saga ensures Seiya that a miracle can happen if he has faith. Evil will not win and commend Seiya to save Athena, just as he did when he fought him. Seiya comes back and moves forward. His friends protect him and use themselves as human shields for Seiya to advance towards the statue, reaching it and then asking for Odin to grant him the Sword of Balmung, but only silence is heard. Seiya then asks frustrated why Odin won't answer. Hilda then reminds Seiya that Asgard has been under the influence of Poseidon for quite some time, and Odin is not willing to turn against him. She then attacks Seiya, who falls once again as the Odin sapphires are dropped from his hand. However, they begin to, sh to shine and reach, to and reach towards the sky, where then, they, where, where then they go towards Odin's belt, and then the statue be begins to shamble and fall as Odin's robe emerges and brings Seiya back, bestowing him with the permission to wear it and the sword of Balmung with it. Hilda attacks Seiya with the Nibelungian ring, but Seiya defends himself. He's about to strike, but stops himself, believing that were he to attack, he'll kill Hilda, and by extension destroy Asgard. Meanwhile, Sayori begins to dwindle. Hilda uses his hesitation to strike back, knocking him down. Odin then finally speaks to Seiya directly, telling him that the blood of those who love their land awoke him, and he will give his power to Seiya, in order to rid Asgard from Poseidon. Odin assures Seiya to strike without fear. Seiya then begins to rise his cosmo alongside Odin's. Seiya strikes with the sword, and the episode concludes with that cliffhanger. Um, Jackie, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. I just have me. You know, the one thing is that bugged me the most about this episode is the fact that twice Seiya was like, what if I end up killing Hildas? And he hesitates, but then... Of course, continues out, especially the second time after being encouraged by, oh, okay, ballot. But to me, it felt like that was, like, one way they were trying to just extend the episode, find some kind of filler, whatever, just to make it longer. Because they, they couldn't think of anything else to do. Like, I get it, it's an episode that, they, you know, they're about to... Yeah, yeah, so finally free Hilda from the Naval Longer Ring. Also, notice how Seiya lost his fight with Gravity twice in this episode. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> That's his worst enemy. His yeah, nemesis. it really nemesis. is. Yeah. Like, you, 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 like, 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 if there's one nemesis, if there's one nemesis, for, if there's one nemesis that they have, it's, it's Gravity. Like, you know, it's like Hyoga, ha Hyoga has Isaac, um, Shiryu has, has, has Oko, um, Seiya, it's Gravity itself. But, um, yeah, I was I was about to make that I was about to make that comparison. It was like like it took you two times for you it took two times for Seiya to be like, why 
why why did it take you this? Why why are we taking this long for you to just realize just to do your do, do your goddamn job? Yeah. I mean it didn't feel as bad like when I watched maybe I was binge watching most of the uh Asler arc back in twenty twenty one. Because it really felt like it was just dragging on. But even watching these uh the last two episodes of Corey, it, I still felt like yeah, they like this was unnecessary just to drag on the episode, I guess to fill in so they could get whatever twenty three minutes or so of the episode. I'll tell you one thing though. It's in a way it's very noble that the the rest of the bros are taking what the hits and just becoming like me shields just so say you keep going up towards the altar. But ouch, did I feel it for Iki though when he got skewered by? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, that one really hurt. <laughs> that one really hurt. It's like ooh. But uh, is that is that all? Is there any other? Yeah, um, other than that, I think this is one of the episodes that. Also, like, makes clear one of my pet peeves that Seiya is the protagonist. He is the hero because everybody's going, Seiya, Seiya, save me. Seiya, do this. We're relying on you, Seiya. Like, everything has to center around Seiya. Maybe that's the price to pay. Um, and, you know, losing his balance to gravity for being yeah. the protagonist. They had to balance it with something. So I guess that he just has no luck. That's really all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. Um, because do you have any thoughts? Yeah, like, I like this episode, but I do agree with Jackie that unfortunately it feels kind of like they were padding it out way too much. For example, like, just how long... They put the entire... I, I, they almost put the entire fight with Saga in this. <laughs> like, obviously, I, I get what they were trying to do, and I, I do appreciate, like, being Saga the one to encourage Say in this situation, considering that he was, like, the villain of the previous arc, and then he true, came giving true. advice to Seiya to, like, you know, believe in yourself, you know you can do it, you did it with me, you did it against me. I thought it was very appropriate, not to mention, like, the choice for music in the episode in general was just astounding. But it, but it is one of those things that once, like, the episode itself was, was fine, and it was very entertaining, but it is, again, like, filled with kind of things that make you, like, question it uh, a little bit. Like, for example... Why is it panning out so much? Like, okay, why is he out of out of nowhere hesitating towards killing Hilda? Because there hasn't been like anything so far shown that I can remember th that would make Seiya like hesitate towards you know just like Effinger, right? Yeah. Like, why now? Is like, oh, oh no, I might kill her. Obviously, it's to create tension, to create drama, and to to try to like, you know, make try to make a conflict out of him. But it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it would have made sense. Like, for example, instead of you know, like, just having him like stop in his tracks to avoid attacking her, maybe, uh, maybe having like Freya like remind them that say yeah, say yeah, don't kill my sister. Like, please, she's actually good. Remember, with the with the with the Balmung sword, you can save her, and then him, like, kind of coming to his senses, like, oh, yeah, right, and then stopping himself from, like, you know, giving the I think what blow. makes it worse is that they did that twice. I think I would have, mm -hmm. actually been more fine with it if they would have just only done the, the second one where it's, like, he hesitates uh, to use the sword. I yeah, think that would have looked more valid, and I wouldn't have thought about it much, but, yeah. I, was, I will agree. I will agree with you, because, like, I think... I think like I think having two speeches, one by one by the guy, who, one by the guy he beat, and he's like, "Ha ha! You're right, time you, you're right, time you kicked my ass. Good times, good times, good times, good times." But I think the one that should that should have been more, like, probably should have been the one his speech, his talk with Odin, because I think Odin would have been like, "Dude, don't hesitate. For God's sake, things are these things are going parachute. For God's sake, do it. I don't care. I'll be fine. Trust me. But but I don't care. Do it." 
No, but he did tell him that. He told him, trust me, like, have faith, strike without fear. And then he's still was like, oh, no, my killer. Yeah. I do like how they dubbed that in English. It was that kind of um, more older, yes, quite the contemporary English more. With other words. I thought yeah. it was, they did a good job with that. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for me, the, like I said, I think the, like I said, I think we all kind of, like, I think we all kind of like, like sit, all kind of like being on the same thing, where it's just like, it feels kind of over. I feel like like they're doing way too much, and like I feel like like you know they're they're, they're eating. They're they're like, like take a take a term for in American football. They're just they're they're, they're eating up the clock. They they're they're take they're they're, ta- they're spiking the ball intentionally so they can eat more time on, on the clock so they can so they can like so they can like like so like so they can so they can get the so they can get the W. And I think that that's what's going on here. I think the biggest problem is like. They are kind of like eating. They're eating up as much time as they can, and this kind of goes back to the. This kind of goes back to the issues that we had at the beginning of this uh, of this arc, where it felt like they were going going back way too much into different things that we already seen already. And I think we. And I think the biggest problem is when you're like like when you when you're when you have an arc like this where you have to rely a lot on like on these types of things. We have to rely a lot on like oh like the memories of something else. Like you know, I do feel like it does kind of drag. It kind of that does drag it a lot, and this is like the more regretful part of, the, of of this of this arc. There's some good things in this arc, but like the bad parts, it's like we're starting to see like those bad parts kind of creep in at the last second, and because of that, it feels like you know, it feels like again, it feels like like it feels like if you like people are talking about like what filler is. This is what filler is. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's like. It's not what you think it is. It's wasting your time. And this is what wasting. Essentially, I, I, this episode could have been done in like. Oh, like in like. This, this episode could have been in like done in like ten minutes. They stretch it out for another fifteen. Yeah. With all with, with all with all with all the back with all the with all the with all the flashbacks, all the people talking talking to Sarah in the afterlife or talking from the astral plane. I think, and then like then they have this extended thing where it's like, oh, you remember, you remember a better, you remember a better time. With this I series? mean, honestly speaking, it feels like you could combine both this these two episodes are covering into one, and yeah, that would have been better. But yeah, oh, wow. But I think yeah, I, I guess they, they got they got like the words like, oh, you're you're you're, you're um, you have to make just this, this many episodes, and it's like, oh, we gotta find a way to like we gotta fight, <laughs> we gotta find a way to eat to eat, eat as much time as we can, thus making Saya kind of like a big imbecile, like who's hesitant twice to like do. To do all uh, to do to strike down the person, especially after after the after the god after Odin himself, the All Father, tells him, "God's sake, stop stop being a god, stop stop being stop, stop being a goddamn idiot, do your job." If I may paraphrase a little bit here, oh, it's almost as he was saying, "Stop being a little bitch and do it, goddammit. Exactly. And, and, and but also, but I do like too, it's like you know, that there was a moment for like everybody to like do something, but you know. It, 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 again, it, I feel like I like I feel feel like at the end of the day, like this episode really does suffer through, like the worst parts of this of this arc. Unfortunately, does anybody have any final thoughts on this particular episode? I think that I, I did wanted to add that I think that even though I did find it entertaining and it has its like points to criticize mm-hmm. very very rapidly, the one thing that I also kind of find found a little bit lackluster is like Hilda doesn't really feel that powerful, does she? No. And, and it doesn't make sense because shouldn't she be more powerful than, than Siegfried? Shouldn't theoretically, to for this entire arc to make sense, be theoretically as powerful as Sayori? 
like like I just think that Seiya should have been like you know beaten more much more than he was in the episode just to demonstrate like the difference in in power and then have his last resort be to to go towards uh, the Odin <laughs> statue so that he could get the the, the sword that would yeah. have made more sense and would have you know shown Hilda in a much more menacing way but here is kind of like he more or less like he he does get uh, attacked quite a bit but he kind of he kind of takes it like a champ compared to to what he did with the other god warriors, for example. So that's kind of like. Eh. Well, it's kind of it's like we're kind of we're supposed to imply too that like he he was already kind of exhausted as is. So he's kind of like working with he's kind of like already going through exhaustion as as it is, you know. But um, but like you know, I I still it's still like they they could have conveyed it in a better way than than, than what they did. Yeah, so that I I do kind of like that that also stuck out to me, but well. Uh, leaving that aside, at the very least, I I can say that that I did find the episode quite entertaining, despite of those flaws, and it marks an interesting way, and it does mark like a very like anxiety-inducing like a cliffhanger. It's like, hey, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Also, shout also shout to Hilda and her and her pogger and her pog and her pog champ face. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, you don't know, like when she's attacking, says she goes like, oh. For some reason, like for some reason, I don't know why that that, that I don't know. I had to re- like the internet has the internet has worked me. The internet, <laughs> the internet has worked me, and that's why it's like when I see that image, it's like when I saw like her her, her, her mouth like he's like I'm like oh my god, she's doing the pod jam. Yeah, and she also had a different lipstick in a couple uh, shots too. Again, <laughs> the same thing as this before, more frosty, less frosty. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but, um, but so you want to go into you want to go into you want to go into our last episode, which is the last episode of the Poseidon arc. Yes. Oh, the, okay. We go into episode ninety-nine, the episode that marks the conclusion to the Asgard arc, and the title is "Oh Athena, Noble and Eternal Prayer." The episode begins, and Seiya strikes with all his might against Hilda. Her helmet breaks, and the ring falls off her finger, a slice in half. Hilda falls unconscious, and Odin's robe immediately abandons Seiya. The object forms itself and is and rests a foot the cliff. Blood emerges from Hilda. Sayori then begins to fall, the land around them beginning to crumble and fall on itself. Freya then tries to reach Athena, but Kiki stops her. Seiya then begins to feel despair, feeling that he was not able to save Athena and Hilda. Then, while everybody is on the ground, we see the bodies of all the fallen god warriors, in this moment confirming that both Both and Sid died as well. Seiya then begs Odin to give him a chance and asks... What will happen? What will happen at this scene that he's witnessing? Then the other bronze aids begin to stand when a Cosmo begins to shine from Hilda, and she begins to wake up and stand. She then begins to pray to Odin for him to help Athena, to ask for forgiveness, and for him to save the world, even if that means sacrificing her, her life in the process. The saints, including Shaina and Marin, begin to move towards where Athena is. Hilda continues praying, revealing that while she was being controlled by the ring, she was still able to witness everything that was happening around her, and then mourns the dead of all her god warriors. She prays and begs Odin to help the world and to save Athena. He listens and then uh, gives his strength to, to her, and she begins to recover. All the bronze saints gather around Sayori, who begins to rise. Hilda then makes it to the scene as well and asks for direct forgiveness from Athena, the saints, and from Freya for all the trouble and all the problems and all the chaos she caused. 
Sayori forgives her and encourages her to protect Asgard now with her newfound resolve. When all of a sudden, the sea turns extremely violent and a giant wave swipes the coast. A whirlwind settles and the saints wake up from the event that just transpired. Athena nowhere to be seen. She has been swept away now on the arms of Poseidon, who stands in his temple in front of his army. The saints scream, Athena! <laughs> the episode concludes. Oh, Jackie, your thoughts. Again, it felt like the whole scene with, you know, Zaya, he was, you know, weeping, like, oh, I failed my missionary thing. Again, it's another one of those dragging up the episode longer than he needs to, or he feel it, really. Like, it really felt necessary. What I was trying to, uh, I mean, trying to understand is, what did they were trying to imply with, you know, Hilda, she's shown as bleeding after the attack, but it's but she's not really, it's more like a, is it supposed to be like a poison cosmo kind of thing? No, oh. I think that was supposed to be her bleeding from the from the attack, but she like she didn't give an F and then stood up afterwards. I thought, yeah, I was I was trying to think of what that was. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought it happened after she, after she got the sword and the, and she after she got the 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 Baldwin sword and she was carrying it up high and that and that she kind of cut herself with the blade to like to purify the to purify what's going on. No, she did, but see, it was like she has. It's like okay, there is like blood that's coming out, but it's kind of glowing and then after saying you know lamenting and all that it the, the that's when she actually awakens and that turns into like a uh brilliant cosmo so i just thought it was um kind of odd but whatever uh, whether it was for favor or whatever you know she she's awake she grabs the sword from you know without a problem from the blade of course she's bleeding and this is, notice that when the saints reach where uh, Athena is, it's like Odin with his power somehow must have repaired most of the claws except for Seiya. I, I looked at that scene a few times and like, okay, Iki doesn't have a single stab like in his chest <laughs> area. Not not even ripped. She just doesn't have the rest of his armor. She's just shirtless, but he looks yeah. like he don't got not a single scratch. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, that is actually something that I think that it also happens later afterwards in, in the. Well, here's the thing. Like, in, in, in the manga, like, whenever like they did that type of damage, like, it always showed or it always kind of like remained until like they got, you know, treated or something. And you could always see like the physical consequence either on the cloth or on their bodies when that happened. The, the manga afterwards kind of like diminishes the intensity of, of the attack, so there is not so much uh, a physical damage, so to speak. Uh, so it, it, he doesn't like Kuruma doesn't draw it that often afterwards, but uh, but he, he he does still like show like whenever something like very damaging to towards a body happens, like that it, that stays and you can continue to see that as the story progresses. But uh -huh. the anime, the anime they tend to do that, like show like way too much damage and like it, like a couple frames later it's like oh like I'm fine bro, nothing happened. Yeah. The, 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 the it goes it goes back to the episode with um. It always, I always reminded of that episode in, back at the beginning of the Sanctuary arc where, um, where they, where they go with Mu and Mu's like, I don't think you guys should be going out with their arms like that. And it's like, no, it's perfectly fine, perfectly fine. Kiki, show them. And Kiki just doing, Kiki just showing them like, oh, the, the, it's bad right here, 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 here. I'm like, 
you could have just you could have just you could have just showed it. But then they get to it's an anime. I'm pretty sure they were like you know, press for time or press for, or doing <laughs> keeping the consistency of that kind of keeping the consistency like that would be at the time would have been would have been more time constraint. It would have been constraint for them for time. But yeah, it does seem like mysterious. Like, but like I do understand. Like, in, like I understand like having consistency, but also like magically things like you could have at least shown like but you could have at least shown them without their cloth at least i think they should have shown a little bit of them like if he can let's just say i wouldn't believe that he got healed by odin's power if he would at least have like maybe like his shirt ripped yeah but of course not bleeding well he's also um, the phoenix he's also the phoenix and so i'm pretty sure he's like i'm pretty sure he, i'm pretty sure like he got stabbed and he like he just like slept it off for a few minutes the phoenix got skewered yeah um, <laughs> i did, I did. <laughs> they get skewered, but okay, for real. I did really like the track that they're playing uh, as mm -hmm. Hilda's praying. I, uh, I don't know. I just think it's one of the tracks that stood out to me for me the most in the whole uh, series. I don't know what's the name of the track, but it sounds familiar. Did we hear it at the concert or no? Not this one, but they definitely pl played some of that music on the on the previous one, where they played more of the Asgard arc and, and the movie. Oh, okay. But but they but they well quote unquote reused some of the soundtrack that they made for the second movie, the, the Asgard one. So you might have heard it as there as well. Oh, no, was, okay. I'm, also very, I'm also very sure a lot of it because I do know they recycle a lot of tracks too in Hades as well. So yeah, yeah. But I think I felt like that at least that track definitely fit the whole mood to kind of like you felt. It just added to the effect. Okay, Hilda has been freed and she's praying. Just really, I think in that in that sense, it it was a really good episode. As I mean, just trying to rip it apart for a little bit. Um, any thoughts, uh, Mechas? Yeah, I, I like the episode. I really did. I think I thought that was a pretty appropriate conclusion to everything that transpired. Uh, I, I do feel like, I, like it's weird because I do feel like the episode lasted like too like it dragged too long for what it actually was. But I don't feel that it felt forced either, so it's a very strange feeling for me. Uh, but uh, like, I do appreciate that like in, they ended up like like Hilda tried to to help Athena in that regard. Like the episode itself was like very very visually astounding. The the music chosen for for the emotional scenes and for everything that was going on was extremely appropriate. The thing that I do have a problem with that is quite big is, uh, and I think this covers the entire Asgard arc in general, is like, I understand the idea of what they were trying to do, but like, think about this lo logically for a moment. Supposedly what uh, Athena was doing, which is to basically use her power to avoid, you know, the 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 ice, the, the, the ice from Asgard melting and basically, you know, flooding the earth. Uh, like supposedly, the, the, uh, like all uh, that killed that without without being a goddess, with just being a normal human. Yes, a representative of Odin on this world, but just a human being was able to do that without any issue for in for well what's intended or implied to be years. But Sayori in just like a day, he's like she's about to die and gets tired all of a sudden. Like the, the problem is like again, I think they make Sayori look really bad for no reason, but just to like. Have her be the token or the the objective for the saints to 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 do stuff for this arc, and so it feels very kind of like uh, frustrating because again, an interesting idea, but the execution is just terrible. Yeah, you're right. I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that. I did not realize that up until right now. I thought. I always thought that. I always thought Hilda had had some sort of powers, but like now, now you mentioned like 
She doesn't. I mean, she does have power. She does have Cosmo, but she's supposed to be a, human, a normal human being. She's not a goddess. Huh. Sayori is. Huh. Huh. Okay. All right. Okay. So that yeah, seems... a, yeah, but I think that that's more of a criticism of the entire arc more than the actual episode itself. Because uh, okay, again, like the the, the purpose of, of like the, of of showing that Asgard is finally getting rid of the influence of Poseidon, being able to free itself, and for Hilda to in a way like make amends for everything that happened, and for you know giving some value to the lives that were lost that were that of the gold warriors i think that it was at the very least a somewhat sweet conclusion and like i i did find that uh, good overall and i thought that was an appropriate ending to the arc in a way but and the thing that i absolutely loved was the ending the, the ending sequence just like it was like to me i i loved it i i loved it so much how it just like <laughs> after like Poseidon now decides to interfere and like we get that shot of, of Poseidon holding Athena in front of his army like giving place for what's about to come like mm -hmm. I love that but I do have to again admit I have a very strong bias towards the Poseidon arc so that's just me <laughs> yeah I do I do I do like that last shot where he just has it in his arms like ha look what I got now everyone we're eating dinner tonight woo like they're cannibals anyways the, the idea is I do, I do like, I, I do like, I do like, I do like the ending. I, I did like it a lot. Um, I will agree with you on on the part where it's like this, where it felt kind of overblown, but I do feel like because like this is the last time we're gonna be seeing a lot of these characters. I do, I don't feel like, I don't feel like this felt like overblown as it did like like in previous episodes. So I do like the fact that like we go, we got to go back and see a lot of the old fights from the from like you know the ending of each of the fights and see how each of the God of War has got defeated. And I think I do feel like that does feel also like that does that that's the, that also adds to the uh, all, that also adds to like what's been going on where it's like like all these things that's been going on in this all this all this time in this in this arc it's like I feel like a tragedy after tragedy and you get to see kind of like the tragedy of, of what's been going on and like how like at least at, at least for them that their sacrifices was not in vain and like finally they can finally get peace with, with within themselves. So I did appreciate that. I will agree with it. I, I, like I said, like, 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 this is a great episode. Like, this is a great, is a great end to this. But I do feel like, you know, you know, in 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 a vacuum by itself, it's I think it's a it's a pretty good episode. Overall, I think like, oh my god, like there is there's so much overall that we hit that like you know that it, that over that that that's one of those things where it's like thank God it's over. Like, like it's one of those moments where it's like oh oh my god, like thank thank you thank you for so much for ending this like mercifully. And I do feel like you know they did, and like at least they, like it feels like at the very end they stuck to the landing, but I feel like they're still kind of wobbling towards it. But they still stuck to the landing, and, and they still and they still kind of like showed off like the, like the better aspects of like of this arc. But it's like you know we have we have a lot of baggage of, of, of this arc to kind of like be part of it, and that that kind of like put that kind of put a, a huge detriment into this into this um into this ending overall. But Basically, what I'm trying to say is, it's a good episode, but it's it, it, when the in the in the overarching thing about uh, the overarching arc of this entire this entire um series of this entire arc of this entire like arc, I feel like the, if, I feel like you know the damage has been done and there's nothing really else you can do to repair it. And, and toy size is probably is one thing you can do to repair it. Yeah, so, it's called solo gold. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, it made it. Involved. No, it's not. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. But 
I'm sorry, Tur. I, I was thinking about that because you know how Hilda says, "Oh, I promise I'll take care of the uh, yeah, I, did, I did thought about that too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wait till thirty years later. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Well, that that's a that's a that's a 2025 issue. That's so uh, like we'll get to that in like 2025. Eventually, eventually we'll get to that. So, but let's put, put, let's put a cap on that for that in that case, because like we do know for a fact that we're like one of these days we're gonna have to come back to this, whether yes. we like it or not. We're like Asgard does play somehow a, a huge a huge part in the same sale lore. So, yes. is there any final thoughts on the episode itself before we before we go on to our final thoughts on this arc? Yeah, I'm good. Mm, no, I think I'm good on the on the episode mm-hmm. itself. I, I do want to have a, share a few things regarding the entire arc itself. <clears throat> All right, then why don't we start off with Jackie? Do you want to you want to go first and, and discuss like your thoughts overall on this on this arc? Man, I honestly thought I would never revisit this arc again. If, watching it as a kid was one thing, and it was really cool because it was seeing more Saint Say after initially watching the Twelve Temples arc. But then as an adult, it kind of felt ruined because I started noticing more issues with it. And now, this is, yeah, my third time watching it. Well, really in English. And, okay, so maybe along the way we have fun ripping it apart. And that's is issues, but I guess discussing it out, you know what, Grievous is how it hasn't been so bad. It, 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 like, I... I it's like we made the most of it one way or another. If it's not perfect, no serious, no arc is perfect. But maybe it isn't as bad as I was thinking last time I watched it before I joined the cast and you started doing the episode reviews. All right, Nekros, um, do you have any any overall thoughts on the Asgard arc? Yeah, but if you don't mind, could you give your thoughts first? I would like to hear you before I give mine. All right, um, watching the show without. The rose tinted glasses gave me a new perspective on this art and gave me a new perspective on how anime production has been, how anime production is done. Period. Because I do honestly believe that, um, that I, I, now that I want, now that I, I kind of see like what they were trying to, now that I kind of know a little bit more of what they're trying to do with this series, especially at a time when they didn't have any materials to go by, or they were, and they were trying to do things themselves. I have a better understanding now as to like what what goes on and what happens with with, with a. Uh, with a filler art. And on one hand, I respect I respect the I respect Toy for doing for, for going for doing this. I respect them a lot for like taking like, taking the reins on this and do and do their own thing. You know, it's it's not an easy thing for it's not an easy thing at all for anybody to do. And I do feel like you know this is like this this it's a it's essentially a Herculean task to do something like this. Um and you know like I said they they may have wobbled at the very end trying to stick to landing. But they stuck to landing. Um, but the problem is, it does feel like it. It does feel like this. This was something that they had only planned for. Like, um, I want to say they only had like. I want to say they only had like like only twelve or thirteen episodes. But they told them to like go for more. And I think because of them going for more episodes, I think that kind of like that, that put a huge hindrance into like what the, what they can do. And they have to like pad it out with a lot of stuff that we've already seen before. And this goes to this goes to the echo problem I have. Of, uh, of saying, uh, it's also this goes back to a problem I have with uh, with uh, with most media. Don't ever, and I mean, don't ever show me something from don't don't ever show me something that from, from before, and I want to go back to watching that because I do think. Sorry, I'm doing some calculations. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like, okay. I, I just wanted to confirm something because, like, I was like wondering how many episodes is this, and it's like, 
I had to calculate. Um, so this is 26 episodes. I'm pretty sure they, oh my god, they had the, like, I'm pretty sure they had 13 episodes planned, but they told them to double it. So it's like, oh yeah, so that, that does kind of create a, like this huge problem where it's like you have to like eat time somehow, and they ate up way too much time. And because of that, uh, it goes back to the issue like I was trying to explain that don't make, don't remind me of so, of better stuff I can be watching, or don't remind me of a better of a better thing I can go back to. This goes back to like I mean one of the biggest examples of this was Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, Whenever when I was watching Star Trek in the Darkness, the first the only thing that popped into my brain is I could I could be sitting down right now and be watching Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. But it's like I don't remind me of a better movie in a movie that's as already subpar as is. And the problem is like with, with, with this arc is like there's some there's some good things in it, but they go back they go back too many times back to the world of the previous arc. And they want you, and, and because of that, it feels like they want you to be reminded, hey, you're the you're the better times. Instead of like being reminded, instead of like being, instead of like utilizing the, this opportunity to do something original and different, it's like more along the lines of like them going back and going back to going back and forth, going back and reusing footage and reusing like you know old stuff and using re- and retelling a lot of old things. It kind of creates this, this problem of uh, of the series it, trying to like make you think they, 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 they it, it's doing the complete opposite of what what they're trying to do. Which is I'm pretty sure they're trying to make you think like these these guys are a bigger threat. Or a threat at the same level, but instead it's trying to make it's making you thinking. I would rather be watching the. I would rather be. I would rather be watching some of like the older stuff than watching what's going on right here. And you know, and it, it, and whenever it, and it props to them when they do something original, like you know, I, I do. I like. I did. I did like when they what like the fight between six people. I think was I think one of the like one of the better fights. But also, I think the 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 the, the battle between Sid and Bud and was also really good too. But it's felt like everything else felt like it was like too many, too many connecting tissues to the previous things. And when they try to go back to the previous things, like you just want to go back to, you just want to go back to that stuff. And worse, and worse yet, it feels like it feels like because of the regression of like the old stuff. It feels like a regression. It feels like I feel like some of these characters like like regressed to like a, to to a, to a state that that to, a, to an earlier state that that you just can't like shake off. You had Shina and uh, Marin who are who are very capable fighters. Just used, just used sparingly, and also they're they're used as like you as as for say for just as scream say his name out, and I'm like, you can do a lot more, you can do so much more, and I think that, I think that I think the biggest problem with it, it's like you know it feels like the, like it feels like the, the, a lot of the issues with the series feels like they're regressing, and it makes me reminded it's reminding me like better things I could be I could be watching, but there is some good to it. There is a there is some good to it, and if you take like you know i'm pretty sure like, like one of these days i would love to just like like just like if i had a video editing skills i would love to just edit all these together and make it to like a compilation or like at least a two-hour compilation i'm pretty sure that two-hour compilation would be suffice to hold to, to pretty much to pretty much give you a general idea as to like what's going on with with, with the asgard saga and i'm pretty sure what, the, what if i did it like that without all the flashbacks all, without all that baggage it would be i think it would be a better i think we would have a better time that said because there were settled, there were settled a lot of things, and knowing what, what I know now, what you've been telling us from those documents, it seems like I had one idea, but the ideas kept on changing over time. And because of that, um, because of, because of those changes, I'm pretty sure that they, they, they kind of wrote themselves into too many corners a lot of times, in my opinion. So that's my thoughts. Like I think, like I, I do think, in, uh, I do think at the very end, I think like there, it, it did stick to landing somewhat. But is it the rose tinted glasses of nostalgia that that we that we thought it was? No, not at all. 
But I do think, like, I do think saying things out loud does start to make things start to fall better into place. And then once the minute you start to kind of say things out loud, that's when the problems start to arise. So if you, I, I don't want to be the guy like, put your brain on neutral and watch this. But I would say they're going to, like, I, they're going to, like, they're going to repeat a lot of things. And if you're going to, if you're going to be watching this, be ready to hit the fast forward button. Be ready to hit, like, the plus 10 at every Every a few moments because like you're when they start repeating stuff, it's just padding. It is absolutely padding. And like if you want to save your own sanity, and you're and we watch like this, like that we're doing, you have to like you, that plus ten comes to very handy. Thank us. Okay, when it comes to me, I I do want to say that I think I unfortunately have been way too harsh on the Asgard arc previously. That stemmed I'm, I'm trying to explain like my reasoning so that the so that the people listening to this can understand a little bit of my perspective where i'm coming from it's, it's, because my, my conclusion towards the arc if i have to give that first it's it has a lot of incredibly great ideas and it has some of the best highs of the series but it has some of the lowest lows it has some of the most mediocre executions and it has some of the worst toyisms <laughs> <laughs> that unfortunately the classic series overall has and okay to be again to be completely fair the, the series itself the saint seiya series the manga does have a lot of moments that can be questionable as well and that should be questioned like nothing is perfect as much as i love uh, kurumada's work he also does there are a lot of things that you can you know point to and say why did you, why did you do this or why did this happen instead of that but in particular when it comes to the anime i think that unfortunately there was this this situation would come to Asgard that it was very very ex like there are two extreme like groups of people that people that either completely hate it or completely love it and that think that it's even the best thing that the anime ever made. Oh, talking about the Sensei anime. So all those extremes, getting into that discourse, interacting with some of those people, and be because I am somebody that has a much more a appreciation and has much more of a love for, for the manga itself than, than I do the anime nowadays. That does twist, that did twist my perspective quite a bit to the point in which I hadn't even rewatched the arc in, in a very long time. I always skipped it. Like, I, whenever I rewatched the series, I would watch the, sanct the Sanctuary arc, I would skip Asgard and I would just jump in straight into Poseidon. I, ha I hadn't rewatched it in a very long time and that was also a bad thing because as much as one can have an idea on something, unless you can actually you know, uh, have facts to back up your claims, and, and that you can actually ha look at it from from a different perspective with a, a fresher set of eyes that I think that I've acquired over the last couple of years. It did help me appreciate more, much more, some of the really good things that the Asgard arc has. It has some of the best antagonists, the designs for the uh, the enemy's uh, armors. It's some of the best toy ever did, and mm -hmm. like the the ambience. While it's a little bit, you know, like monotonous because it, you know, ice like the uh, cold place, it still has some very interesting like scenery. Uh, it has very interesting characters and the principle or the idea itself is quite fascinating and it, it could open the door or it has opened the door I should say to you know different uh, religions or, or religions or different mythologies you know clashing with the with with the saints from different different beliefs from different cultures around the world so and I think and even Kurumada did, did actually did, did that like later on in the series where we actually got to see a lot of like Egyptian themed like stuff and a lot of like stuff from like other other things as well in the other series as well so 
I wouldn't be shocked if, like, if, like, he saw, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he saw a lot of what was going on with the Asgard and it's like, huh, why don't I, why don't I add in this, why don't I add this kind of archetype to the series? Yeah, especially because Kurumada is, is like very openly has admitted that there are things that inspired him from the anime and he incorporated them into the into the manga. So the anime did create things that ended up becoming part of the like general mythos or the general canon of, of, of the of the of the series itself. So again, like it has a lot of good things, but a lot of the bad things kind of overshadow those positive aspects. And it's gonna be up to each person each viewer to determine where they fall on that. There might like I know people that say that Asgard and that told me that Asgard is their favorite arc, and that's fantastic because I can see a lot of now mm -hmm. I can see a lot of the good things that they they can they can talk yeah. about and say uh, like some of the things that happen here are great and I can appreciate that and I can I and that's something that I didn't do previously that I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit. But now even though my views have not completely changed because I still I still generally think that it is probably the worst arc or of the entire classic anime. At the very least, the, the, the thing that I want to say, it is, it's much better than I remember. It has very, very important flaws, but that not necessarily, you can also enjoy if you just not want to be very picky on them. Even though it has some, some very, very p powerful travesties, such as, you know, basically making the, the five protagonists look like morons for, for the majority <laughs> oh, of them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is, which is what kind of a, like a big one. But, like, in spite of that, it still has some very good moments, and it has some very interesting characters, and it has some very entertaining narratives that I think are the point that should, people should stick to, and it's worth watching for that, if anything alone. So I am very happy to have gained a different perspective on the Asgard arc. I still don't like it as much as probably some people would like to, I, I, but at the very least, I appreciate it more than I used, used to. So I'm actually happy that I, I rewatched it, because now I have this much broader perspective on it as well. Alrighty then. I think I think that's a, I think that I think that's a good way of summarizing it where it's like this arc has problems, but there's some shine there is a lot there's a lot of good things to it as well. I do honestly believe that like there is some there is some good things that can that can be had from this from this from this from this, from, from this chapter. But it's what the thing is we can't ignore we cannot absolutely ignore also you think like if you are willing to put up, like, not ignore it, but willing to put up with a lot of the problems with this work, I think you can find a lot of enjoyment out of it. So, is there anything else from from this arc or anything else that you guys want to discuss before we before we, before we head out? Nope. Not Think off this set. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. You're excused. All right. So, <laughs> first things first. First, so first things first. A lot of people are wondering, like, what's next? Well... Next on the docket is going. To, we're going back to the movies. We're going to do the third movie, the Legend of the Crimson, Legend of the Hot Blooded Boys, or like you know, or you know, or the third movie, or if you watch the movie in Mexico, Los Caballeros Zodiaco Contra Tatan. Whatever, whatever way, whatever, whatever way you're doing, we're doing this. That we're doing that movie. Um, because the, the, Abel, the Abel movie for the friends. Yeah, the Abel movie. Thank you. That's actually a really. That's actually a very. I should have just said that. And I don't know what the hell we're doing afterwards or before that. I don't know what we're <laughs> like. It's like we're now have like one more space. Like, hey, what do we do with that last? What do we do with that last space? Well, figure yourselves like that. Don't worry. But like, but regardless, we're not gonna come back to our episode discussion until 2024. We'll be back to we'll be back to the episode to our episode um discussions. We're gonna jump right. We're literally gonna jump right right into Poseidon's 
turn into the Poseidon arc, literally we're gonna jump into the ocean and do that and, and go into it when we start when we start up again in 2024. Because the plan is, and I I I like I like giving this, I like telling this to, to, to people listening as well, sort of people who are watching us on Twitch, is we got we got two more episodes after this. We got one episode that we're gonna do the end of this month, and then we're gonna do uh, then we're gonna do one in December, and then we're done. We're done. We're gonna close shop for like three. We're gonna close shop for four or five weeks because we understand the holidays are hell. We understand like you know we got we understand it's gonna be very difficult for all of us to like come come in during the holidays and do things. So we're gonna take the holidays off and like come back like mid mid January. So you know, but like we but we do have some you know like I said we we have some things planned. We have we like I said we have the movie planned. We don't know like if that I don't know if we're gonna do that next episode or the next or the following one we'll we'll, we'll like flip a coin for that but we'll we'll, we'll we'll figure things we'll figure something out but that's that's gonna be what we're going to next if you're wondering like we're not gonna go directly into poseidon just yet i'm sorry bankas i know you love poseidon i love poseidon there's a lot of great things about poseidon i i cannot wait to talk about but unfortunately i, I don't want to leave people hanging because like we we really, really got two more episodes left i don't want us to like either do a couple episodes and then we're like we're we're, we're we're gone and then we have to come back to it and leave people on a cliffhanger or we bum rush into like fourteen and we have to bum rush the last fourteen episodes in in like in like in like about a month and now then we're our, head, our, head nah. gonna, our brains are gonna melt just come out of this, our brains are just gonna like ooze out of our out of our ears and then we're done so for mm-hmm. for the sake of our own sanity also because like the things are winding down for the year I think we better I think that's how we're gonna go so that said guys I think we I think we better head out so before we do. Jackie, ladies first as always. Do you have anything you would like to promote? Anything you would like to do, anything you would like to talk to us before um before we go? Um no, no, I think no nope, not really. Just as usual, you know, be in between episode recordings, you can always keep up with us in our socials minus at Flower Miko in Twitter. And as always, we are um, always receiving any Saiyan news that we come across and pass them on to. Also, be sure to join our Discord channel. Um, definitely, it's for one thing for me, especially usually I want to go into details. It's a lot easier if I put them on the channel itself. If those of you that are already following, you can see that I teased it on Twitter that about the anime lottery for the figures but i was able to go a lot more in details on the um discord channel itself so definitely go check us out over there i'm definitely gonna even when we go on break you know we're always keeping up with saying you so that's one way for, uh you can keep up with us if something really big happens like i mean something like you know something earth shattering something like absolutely like like south the presses type of thing yeah we'll we'll see what we can do but for the most part, we'll for the most part we'll we'll have our era on the ground, and then we'll I don't know we'll have like a roundup. We'll have a news roundup when we come back, and just like maybe that's how we start off, and that's how we start off the year. It's like oh, we got like a backlog of like eighty news pieces we need to go through. Yeah. Oh, the one thing we didn't mention it in the news, but um, just it is related towards the end of the year. Oh, I I cannot pronounce the company's name. You, but the one that's been uh having say say uh. Merchandise at Shonen Jump, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so they're gonna be there again. Shoista. Shoista. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna be over there, and the reason I mentioned this is because of the timing when they're gonna announce what stuff is gonna be available. It's gonna be early December, so hopefully that timing will fall whenever we record our last episode. Even though it's, I don't need a whole episode just to mention the merch, but 
Either way, if for some reason, you know, we're not able to cover that during the last episode, just make sure you're following us on our socials so that if you're interested in purchasing that, purchasing that merch, uh, we can get you that uh, info how to best to go about that. Because unfortunately, for, uh, purchasing it online in with the proxy is a very limited time. So, mm-hmm. and again, what can be posted on that? And that's all I got for me. Heading out. Alright, um, Bekas, do you have anything you would like to promote? Anything you'd like to say before we head out? Oh, yeah. Uh, when it comes to me, uh, you can uh, find me on my social media, uh, on my Twitter, which is at MexicanGeek502, on my Instagram, which is uh, CraterisBenjas, and also on Discord. Uh, I'm going to try to be uh, as active as I can be on the... Uh, on our Discord server, so if you decide to join us, like, if you ever want to, like, ask something, or if you, you want to interact, like, I'll be sure to, to be around there. Sometimes I tend to, like, uh, be distracted a little bit with, with you know, things going on in my personal life, but if you, like, if you highlight me on Discord, I tend to, be, like, always look at it, and, and I will respond. So even if it's a little late, I always respond on that regard. I also am going to be retaking some of the projects that I had left, basically because of my of the holiday that I was planning and some other stuff. I had left aside uh, various projects, but I intend to retake uh, drawing. So please expect more illustrations from me coming in the future. And uh, the the translation of the Rerise of Poseidon manga, I, I know that it's been almost a year, not a year, but several months since, since I, I did the last one. I, I intend to retake that now to to be up to par where, to the latest chapter chapter that has been released and uh i have another project that i'm working as well but uh i i will say more on that when i have actual tangible things to show for it so that's all for me for the time being all right and for me of course you can find it you can find this podcast at www.stcosmocast.com and get the address is www.stcosmocast.com you can find this podcast on all your favorite podcasting services including spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. Uh, you can find you can find it on Audible. You can find it all like everywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find it. You can find it there. And if you got if you got the opportunity, please give us a please give us a please give us a subscription. And also give us a give, give us a five star give us a five star review that gets us out of algorithm hell. So thumbs up. Um, we also have uh, we also have a um, I also do sometimes is I have that you do put these episodes up on YouTube YouTube.com forward slash at Francis Project. Because I'm going to start using that a lot more for other stuff going forward. So, it's, so you can find a lot of a lot of our a lot of our earlier episodes and stuff like that as well. And also, you can find all our episode recordings that we do from the from the from these recordings. You can find like the the uploads from that as well. Um, I have a I have a Twitch Twitch.tv/lrandis84. Again, the address is Twitch.tv/lrandis84. If you are interested in stuff outside of Saint Sale, there's a lot of things I do there. I play uh, video games. I watch a lot of. I do a lot of model kit streams. I do a lot of. Uh, I do reaction streams of like different things, and I also host a lot of other podcasts as well. Speaking of podcasts, I'm recording the. I'm recording my other podcast, the Saturday Morning Squadron, on Friday the twenty seventh, seventeenth, seventeenth. We're gonna be we're we're gonna be uh we're gonna be talking about the year that was the year two thousand. So be on the lookout for that. It'll, it'll, it'll be I'll be also it'll be on Twitch, but also it'll be on on our, on our it'll be also um, available too for you to listen on podcasts and all your favorite podcasting services as well. And um, I'm trying to think what else. If there's anything else I'm missing, but no, I mean, yeah, please join the Discord. I know, you know, I know these two. I know, I know these two have a life. Um, uh, but you know, so we have we we have um. 
I know I know Mancasa and Jackie, they have a life. I don't. So like I'm more prone to be the one doing a lot of the talking on our Discord. So if you haven't joined our Discord, you know, if you haven't given if you had gone if you haven't gotten a hint by now, we really want you to join the Discord. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with that said, everybody, thank you all so much for listening for Jackie, Mancas, I am Ramses, and I'm here to tell you to keep bringing that cosmos. I will see you all in, in we'll see you all next time. Um, we'll keep in touch. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.